0: I'm proud
1: It's Jon Seth, and you're listening to Jon Seth's World. I'm here with my co-host Sean a. King David, and a blow-up doll that's going to represent Dante this week. It's a very sexy <laughs> blow-up doll. <laughs> Dante's actually out this week. A uh, guy cut him off in traffic, and he's in he's in prison. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he he went after him. You know, you can't you can't piss on. Can't up. do that. Don't yeah. do that. No. Da- Dante's out this week. Uh, he'll be back hopefully next week. Um, presuming that uh, you actually go in and uh bail them bail out, <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, um, well, luckily Bitcoin's really high, so it's it's, uh, it's a good time. It's, it's it's a a good time, time to bail Dante, Dante out. Yeah. Be in prison. This was, <laughs> this worked out perfectly, you know. <laughs> no. no well, yeah. Dante, we uh, we we can't wait to have you back next week if you bother listening to this. Um, which I, I don't. Do they give you radios in prison? I don't know. I don't right. either. They um, might do that now. Oh, they might. They might give you those like NPR weather radios. <laughs> 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 Uh, anyhow, yeah. this week is going to be a terrible episode, just like last week's was and the week before. Although this one might be the worst episode we've ever put together. So I want to thank you, Sean, for I putting remember. the notes together. Uh, this is really I did an extra shitty job this week. Really, I, I gave less of a fuck. Good, so. <laughs> too few fucks. Yeah, <laughs> no fucks given. Thank you, Sean. Um, it's it's funny because like I remember like I, I like good notes I like them I like looking at good notes I like holding good notes cuddling with good notes it's nice you know, it you know like makes you for really. a good show if well, if that's yeah. what you're gonna do with notes that's yeah. what you do um, it, it, but like yeah. you you have the worst notes I've ever seen so like these okay. shows are very difficult <laughs> <laughs> if you've noticed we have one star in on iTunes yeah have you read these I haven't I've been thinking about doing like a segment on the show where we just read our fan mail oh I haven't even read that oh yeah dude they're oh, they're absolutely great. wonderful let me bring it up. Um but in the meantime we I, I forget iTunes is a thing. Oh yeah, dude, iTunes is absolutely a thing. It's, it's yeah. I still think it's like where a lot of people get their um their podcasting stuff. So like oh. Yeah. So seven we have seven ratings. Uh, I would like there to be more, you know, 10, 15, 20. Every single one is one star. So um oh, here's here's like nice and shitty. D- Yep, sexy DeBang writes I lost 35k on Pepe. Very <laughs> bad people. <laughs> No, uh, not oh. John Seth writes, lady and I will continue listening to this, but only to make fun of it. Hashtag no carb cheat. Hashtag first BCH transaction. <laughs> so that, I, I think that's Tidwell. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, do, did you see this week, by the way, that it someone tried like to claim to be the first Bitcoin cash transaction? No, what was this about? Yeah, it was. So it was on on the on on will our. We, will, but will you, I forget. That was you that actually was gonna do that. Right? I did do it. You did do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did it, and I, I released the video actually finally this week because like ah. I was like I can't have someone getting credit for this shit. Yeah. Hell no! I put way too much work in it, way too much pizza, for someone else to get credit for this. So um, what actually happened is. Someone on RBTC BTC claimed that they were the first Bitcoin Pizza transaction. They had pictures and all. Um, this happened, you know, now like five months—not <laughs> like a quick five. five, but like three months after I did it. And uh, they were saying that, you know, like they were they were lauding the amazing utility of Bitcoin Cash. So, Reshow, one of our uh, one of my favorite and one of our most loyal listeners actually jumped on there and was like no Jun Seth did this months ago and someone goes well that's you know like there's no evidence um, this is so amazing and he goes, no it was stupid when Jun Seth did it and it's stupid now <laughs> 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 and I was like i, I messaged him, like risha you got the you got the idea like you're right it's absolutely it was it was idiotic it then yeah. it's idiotic now um, and if you watch the video i talk about how stupid it is so i'm very happy that uh, i was able to i went on there i i i loaded it up to youtube it's on youtube.com slash c slash okay. so you can actually watch it there i hope it's, i remember to, yeah. to actually watch I, that i picked up a lady uh on the way back oh. gave her pizza I, I made sure the first bitcoin cash pizza uh, p- slice was eaten by my dog oh okay because i thought that was more appropriate than like you know being sustenance for people yeah uh sort of like their blockchain yeah <laughs> <laughs> well this <laughs> is the whole premise of like making the pizza purchase significant indicate that this is not bitcoin Yes, I mean, like, well, that's the thing. They're following. It's like we are following in the footsteps. Oh, we're right. In the footsteps of Bitcoin because we're, right. a, we're a completely different chain.
0: Because yeah, like you, you have, you have you to redo Bitcoin, the, you you it, to redo the pizza no experience. First. Right?
1: Exactly. That was that's that is exactly the point. You yeah. get it. Uh, they did not. In fact, <laughs> they, <laughs> they reenacted yeah. it. They reenacted the the Laszlo buying of the pizza without any irony, whatever. So, like, I I want to I want to thank you guys for for <laughs> for doing it right. Yeah. You <laughs> did <make> it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Bitcoin Cash, I mean, it's still going. It's still, I, I was going to say strong, but it I don't d- think it is, it's, it's not it really strong. It did go up a strong. little bit this week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saying went right I'm back still down. Still, uh, did you see it? It did, Then it went back It went yeah. right back down. Well, everything went <laughs> back down. Or Most things went back down because Bitcoin went straight up. Yeah. So. Uh, well, Bitcoin Cash was like this little plateau here. It was, whoop, I, don't I don't know. Do, 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 it, do, do, is uh, you know the discuss strategy here? Should we, should we continue hodling our Bitcoin Cash? I don't I, know. I think that the rule here, uh, based on prior history, is to, I think I think um, I think that hodling all the things mm-hmm. is is what you do. I don't think that you ever sell. You only ever hodl. And you go down with the ship, yeah. Because the <laughs> ship doesn't actually ever sink in Bitcoin or blockchain. It just kind of like stays at sea level for a while, and then it flies again like and then three it or flies four up. years later. Like, where is Doge at? Doge is not as high. The the, the fuck. The crazy thing is that the Vertcoin. Vertcoin. We talked about that. Oh, Vertcoin. But yeah, that's, that's right. Th- that's close to three dollars. What? I I bought I bought some when I bought some it was like a dollar it was like a dollar twenty, um. And we'll talk about why because it kind of relates. I have a I have a weird fart theory about. Uh, like why God, people, if you are refer to pe- people, people are the worst? People in Vertcoin, everybody else. But it they're in f- Vertcoin because it's a cute chick. Well, maybe, but I think it's also I think I think that mining uh, situation has to has to do with it. I, th- I think it's just easier to mine, like it's cheaper to mine. So like, like, there's probably a lot of like script miners or something like that. Is well, it's what, it's what kind a- of mining is it? It's, what, it's what it's, is it? it's script mining because it's a fork of Litecoin. Um, I had to refresh myself on this this week, which I actually did. But it's a fork of Litecoin, but it's ASIC resistant oh okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 but ASIC resistant that's like that's oh god but but it's doing the same bullshit that Litecoin's been doing where they're like oh we implemented Segwit and like they did that atomic swap thing and when Charlie Lee tweeted out that he's doing he did that atomic swap between Litecoin and Burcoin, it gave it like this weird like like people started looking at it again. I like so this idea, but it's been around forever. Yeah. It, I like this idea, by the way, that like that Asics are like the chicken pox or like the smallpox of blockchains. Yeah, like you don't want those things. Yeah, like stay away. <laughs> like, no Asics. Like everyone's like, oh, we we are are the Asic resistant. You're like, okay. Well, like what's wrong with Asics? They're bad. Yeah, Bitcoin has them. Their power. They have one they, my, one computer, one vote. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, like, it's, it's it's absurd. So like I, they, they, I, they take my need away from the people. They, 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 right. <laughs> oh god. But okay, but you okay, you had that interview with uh the guy in Venezuela. Yeah. Which is great. Which was really good. I thought I was. I'm I was very happy with it, and and made some. It's it made some uh, fun waves. I actually uh, have been like discussing with Isabella Kaminska, oh, okay. um, in particular because I think that it's it's relevant. Like it, it really, in my opinion, shows a good use case for Bitcoin. Uh, particularly that you can hire Venezuelans from outside the country, not have to, like, wire them money. They have this, like, bank account on their Trezor or, um, you know, nothing, like you know, on pieces of paper, whatever it is. Um, and it makes it difficult, it, like, it makes it easy to, like, inject cash into that economy. They still have to sell their their coins, but it, it means that you can sort of sidestep the, uh, the boulevard, boulevard economy, which nobody wants. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants Bolivars. Um, And it allows them to get rich on like a a global scale or or to be paid at least on like um, Mm -hmm. some external through some external means. Whereas (laughs) before you, what you were going to do, like send like dollars to their bank. Right. And and that's in a country that makes it what what did you say? Thirteen bucks a month is like their $15 a month. $15 a month is a minimum fucking wage. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I guarantee if I hired a Filipino. I would I would be paying her or, or him a hundred or two hundred a month, probably to do a lot of tasks, even to like do full time like much more than that, even. Um, so like I, I can't imagine if you're an American company hiring a Venezuelan, you're not gonna pay much better than fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. It'd be very difficult to pay fifteen dollars a month. But and the Venezuelan thing with Bitcoin has been it's being discussed more and more. Like well, yeah, there, I, I mean, mean there was, there Venezuelan's there one of the most using Bitcoin economies. Yeah. Right? Have you seen like Coin. dance coin.dance I haven't seen. What what is that? Coin.dance is the one that it shows like local Bitcoin volume. Oh, so okay. I mean what's funny is that like coin.dance is only showing like on local Bitcoins volume. So they're not showing off local Bitcoins, Bitcoin's volume. So as if you're a trader in Bitcoin and you're on local, you're going to be like moving your trades off of local Bitcoins as fast as you can because they take a cut, right? So um, Venezuela, let's look at it. I mean there's <laughs> look at <It's> Venezuela. Really, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean well, the degree to which your like country is a totalitarian government, like this, <laughs> I, I feel like the Bitcoin index is like what that is. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, is it Sweden that has a freedom index? Yeah. Or like whatever it is, like these these countries, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like Bitcoin, the, like Bitcoin's use case in like local markets being like the inverse of that freedom index. Like as it as it like gets highly used in your country, like on the on the freedom index, your country is like way down at the bottom or something like that. Yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. That's really funny, but it's also like. You're also betting that like the more and more of those countries are going to right. like, exist and keep around, so, I guess. So kind of I, of I, like. But it's it's an interesting yeah. index. But the other thing about the Venezuela thing that you, that that you talked about with him was that they a lot of them weren't mining Bitcoin. Right, they're mining these altcoins because they can get them into the the, the the GPUs into the country. Right. So so do you think the government's really like like cracking down on ASICs? They're really like like. I don't know. I mean, out? like honestly, I, probably. Like I, I th- that wouldn't surprise me. But it sounds to me like I mean, like honestly, like this would be a perfect use for like side chains. Okay, um, so so wait, so w- walk me through that. So like, why would that be? Well, I'm just thinking like a side chain. Like you could you could have like GPU mining on a side chain, and you could have like a oh, local yeah. currency that is actually uh, attached to the Bitcoin network. I guess I guess the problem there would be that uh, you're still mining exactly the same amount of Bitcoin. So scratch that, nix that. Side are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a constant <laughs> like like are side good? Are oh, side chains are, are stupid? St- or are every are they week is like The problem with side chains is that they do like they do digress to stu- like the the value of the side chain always um like oh like. What do you call it? And it, it's like base level is Bitcoin, yeah, right. Like so, it, the the question is: Is this useful? Maybe I don't know. And then and then you start talking about the fact that it decomposes down to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and then like you know, like having a, a a side chain that lets you mine its blocks using GPUs maybe isn't actually all that useful. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But th- but it, the the mining and the actual he said the transaction fees are the reason why a lot of Venezuelans are are mining other uh, other alts. Um, and he listed a few that they're actually that they're actually mining, um, but like, uh, does that th- does that trend kind of continue? So like so like if you're trying to make like let's say you're trying to gamble on like what coins to like start hodling, right? Um, any type of altcoin that is GPU mined and maybe has like a lower transaction fee that might be used by a country like Venezuela might be something to to hold well, on to. So yeah. but but so my my farty like bet. Is maybe I wonder if VerCoin is related to to that? Maybe because it's cheaper to mine. Okay, I don't know. So, so I was I was talking I was talking to him off okay. uh, off air. I don't know if he said this on air or not, but like off air, he was saying that the Dash community down there is like super strong. Really, which blew my mind. Yeah. Is it is so. Remember, is is Dash, uh, are they, mi- you, you don't mind Dash, do you? No, you, you want don't mind Dash. Dash. You, like, are they mining like nodes and shit? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're mining Dash. They're mining Dash, okay. So, I, I mean, like, I don't know exactly, I don't, I'm trying to find where that fits into the puzzle piece of all of this, because, like, I, I get it, like, like, I generally would think of these altcoins as, like, onboarding tools into Bitcoin, and I think that really is probably what they're most used for, um, but it seems to me that, like, at least in Venezuela, some people are, like, actually holding them as stores of value, which... I don't know if that's good or bad. I I don't think it's good, Mm -hmm. Um, but it could like... It could be a, uh, like, kicking the balls to, like, what I've always thought, like, that that Bitcoin, or that there really is only one true coin. Honestly, I still think that. I don't think that, like, these survive in the long run. I mean, that gets to, like, the, the notion of, like, Bitcoin being anti-fragile. Like, I, mm. I was talking to Bell this week, and that was something he pro- he posited, and I thought it was, like, fairly f- a fairly uh, sort of intelligent uh, remark about Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin anti-fragility being, like, the notion that the more it fractures, the stronger it gets. So, like, we see that, right? Because, like, Segwit2x is coming up, so what did everyone do? Everyone sold off their alts and sold back into Bitcoin as quickly as they possibly could Mm -hmm. and they're holding Bitcoin again and all the alts sank for, you know, Bitcoin's back up at the top has, like, you know, majority of the market cap, et cetera. So, like, is that what happens? Is, like, as Bitcoin fractures, it becomes more and more strong? It it, it seems like that might be the case because, I mean, think about it. Like, you want to be holding Bitcoin normally, but people that are trading in the shit, if you know that you're going to get Segwit2x coins in addition to your Bitcoin, you're gonna want to put it into. You think Bitcoin. so, right? Yeah, you think so. And I don't know. May- maybe people are using alt as just on ramps to get into Bitcoin. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not that hard to mine Dash. and I wonder, you like, just put it into Bitcoin. I wonder how many times, know. how many times we're gonna split? Because I'd like to see that again. <laughs> Only well, more and more twenty, like two, three hundred dollar coins. Like, well, 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 that's but that but that seems to be like the case. Like, are more and more people going to try to like fork Bitcoin to like? Uh, double, like there's there's a third one too by the way called Bitcoin Gold yeah which do I, I have that is that do we all have that if we have Bitcoin is that a thing I guess but it looks it looks like this is like a really shoddy attempt to like I like uh, this it looks like shit by the of way of course like it really looks shitty and I think they're planning on doing it soon but it, I don't know much about Bitcoin Gold aside from like it it just started like popping up on my radar sounds good over to me the last few days great but we might all we we might all have Bitcoin Cash Segwit 2x Bitcoin Gold and then whatever the fuck else but um yeah like like it, it, so so anti-fragility like we all talk about like bitcoin being the honey badger of money but like now that we're seeing what happens when people are actually like forking it off in, in, in this way where they're really trying to say this is bitcoin um it's just making bitcoin Stronger, yeah, dude. It's it seems like, like, uh, I had, a, uh, dude. I wanted to. I went into a, uh, a, a shop today to like buy some jewelry. I wanted to buy a new watch. Okay, and I asked the guy if he would take Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> How that goes? I I don't. I'm not gonna take any of that Ponzi money. No way. <laughs> um, he no. You referred to as Ponzi, Ponzi money. money. He wouldn't talk about it. like. He's like, no, like I'll take gold coins or silver coins or U.S. dollars. He goes, they, they know that like in God we trusting at the top. I believe that. Like, uh, dude, <laughs> like, looking, like, like, do BitPay or something like that. Like, just get it in your fucking bank account. Yeah. By the way, like, well, but it's, there's so many people that still are very, not it, like they're, they're never, yeah, dude. We've been hearing that, that shit for years, right? Like, we've heard that, that well, same I, stuff, right? I've heard it for years, but then, but then sometimes when the price goes up, um, and then you have like, for example, you have docu- converts, you have Convert. or yeah. that documentary on Netflix. I was at a party a month ago, and this random chick was like really interested in talking to me about Bitcoin because she just saw the documentary with, with Shrem and shit. So, like, when Netflix has a documentary of, of Bitcoin, like, on their front page that people are watching, yeah. my thought is, oh, more and more people are really right. open to considering Bitcoin as like a real thing. Well, it's funny. Is the, last, the last like, watch I bought, I offered in Bitcoin as well. And that was when Bitcoin was like 200 bucks. Okay. So like, I just sit there like, bro.
0: <laughs> bro, like, right, come on, dude.
1: Like, consider it, you know? Right. I was, I was trying to be like, I bought a watch at this time. This is what Bitcoin was. This is how yeah. you'd have now. Not that I like, I don't want to like go pitch people on investing, well, but I do like <laughs> I do like the idea of like some people letting me like spend spend coins. Yeah. Because like, you know, it seems like. This isn't this isn't an evangelism thing. Like no, evangelism was like years ago for us. Yeah, I don't I don't give a fuck. Like but you now, but, but, thi- but fine. But, like but, like but but I think the thought here is that more and more people, without even like having to convince them very hard, they're going to be very open to well, taking I, Bitcoin. I, what I, I like to do. I would like kind of I like expect to, I, like to, I like to stick I, I my foot know. in the water and just be like, "What's what's your temperature now? What's yeah. your temperature now? What's your temperature now?" And like years ago, they were like laughing me out of a room when I'd asked for Bitcoin. Like if they if they, if they would take Bitcoin. like yeah okay, you fucking anarchist weirdo. Like that shit is not backed by anything. You're so stupid. I can't believe you think it has value you now they're like bitcoin like i was talking to someone this weekend and i was and, and and she was asking me like she has some friends getting married and she wanted to know what i thought i should get she should get for a gift and i was like she, she said that they said they had everything i was like get them a bitcoin yeah. they're like not not a bitcoin but like 150 bucks worth of bitcoin yeah and she starts like you're not serious are you i was like 100 like that would be the most unique gift that anyone could give right now like these people probably everyone right now wants bitcoin everyone our age Everybody, mm-hmm. which is—it's a completely new thing in Bitcoin. We've never like experienced that. Where I hear like there are conferences going on about cryptocurrency and the blockchain and stuff like that, where like real deal economists are at. Mm-hmm. Real economists are going to these things and sitting there talking about like fucking Bitcoin in front of people that like they've for years been telling you know how stupid this, this technology is. And what's even more funny is I listen to these economists and all of them are like, I've been watching Bitcoin since the early early days. Like no, you fucking no, have. You, haven't. <laughs> 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 you just you missed it. You got it, it then. like a year ago. Like, yeah. Dude. But yeah, like there's there's actually even a conference right now that's going on. Um that like is blockchain. I think do we have notes on that a year later? Um maybe. I don't know if I do or uh or not. But but what what well, title like it's, so it's, it's just, an just economic conference. Conference. It's yeah. just an economic conference. Okay. Um yeah, I mean like people are people are coming around to it more. I mean, I'm sure anybody listening that, that has been into Bitcoin for some time is probably experiencing the whole, uh, you know, people kind of being like, oh, you were, you know, you were <laughs> like, like, I mean, I hate to say like the price is a justification of this, but it, it's clear that it's, it's only going up and it's only sustaining, it's only getting better. I mean, it, Bitcoin's not going away. So now people are, are well, very, so they're, 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 <laughs> they're not yet, <laughs> but, 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 but like, you know, um, people are, people are coming around. Um, the iNet, the iNet econ festivals, right, that's what it is, iNet econ festival. Okay. Um, and like, there's like there's some really prominent economists there. Like, Akerlof is there. He wrote a book with Schiller called "Fishing for Fools." Okay, um, fishing being with Ph on both cases, um, <laughs> which is a phenomenal econ book. You should like look at it. It's it's basically like discussing how um, the notion of like efficiency isn't always. Uh, Isn't always like sort of Pareto efficient, meaning that like there's no that all parties are actually better off, which is sort of like this discussion of like uh, externality management, right? What like what is the role of government stepping in and uh, maybe causing there to be like deadweight loss, right? Okay. Um, So like what is the role in a world where like we agree that Pareto efficiency, which is that like you know everyone is every this is as well off as everybody can be. That's that point on like the economic graph um what, like it's it's sort of a criticism of that um, but Akerlof is at this thing. Uh, I don't know if Schiller is, but I think there's a bunch of others that are. Um, and I was laughing because uh, I, I actually got some people <laughs> who messaged me from there. They were in the room, and apparently one of the guys discussing it used uh, used our Polybius interview in um, <laughs> his discussion as like uh, trying to like as they're talking about like decentralized protocols and how he said that like most apparently he said most protocols are not in fact decentralized. What they are is um there th- there is a center and you can find it. And then he like gave the example of me like asking the Polybius guy, uh, like who actually owns Polybius. Right. And like trying to explore that concept. So like it's it's very funny to me that like even now these like mainstream econs are are showing up at these conferences and talking about the thing that we've been looking at for years mm-hmm. and not knowing exactly what they're looking at either. That's what I like. I, I think this is phenomenal. I'm very excited about this. It's funny that he posited, posited it in a way of like they're claiming decentralization and they're really yeah. not. and this is why. I'm working and you on can getting some. How he got them there? I'm working on getting some audio here, so like if I can, uh, one okay. maybe next week or something like that, we can we can hear like a, a couple portions. But like they're they're really really good. Like a lot of these people are getting it. I'm hearing people on stage. Um, I, I have to I have to give a shout out to Isabella who uh, is is uh, on stage there. Talking about, like, I, honestly, blockchain in the most rational, even-keeled way. Um, th- there's a, a talk where she was basically discussing how, or with a with guy who was talking about how, like, blockchain is going to be revolutionary. And he like, I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about the technology underlying it. And she kind of steps in and she says, I got to disagree with you. And then it, like, walks him through, like, why. She, she's very kind about it and diplomatic because I think she's a journalist and uh, and understands that like you know she can't be a dick like me but like uh, <laughs> but she's like very systematic and like walks him through why she doesn't think that blockchain is all it's cracked up to be um which i which i'm proud of Th- that said it is it's funny to me that that like is not a debate that like is something that we're having anymore mm. like that debate seems like long past yeah which is weird cuz well, i don't know if we won it or lost it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean it's uh like like like, like is it past or not like because they're still, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, like R 3s like, still out there. Everyone's still out there. They're still out there. There's yeah. still there's still these enterprise things claiming, uh, you know, like that they're utilizing blockchain and that has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Yeah. Um. So speaking so of speaking of corporatists using blockchain. Okay. Uh, EY has rejected us having an interview with Paul Brody. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like rejected? Well, like, they like, said they they like said they, they would decline to have the interview. They 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 sent me to their PR department because oh, like Paul okay. Brody actually agreed to come on. And uh, the PR department asked me for, like, specific questions. I was like, no, I'm not giving you specific questions, right? So like, <laughs> I was like, this is an interview. Like, I, I, I ask them questions, and then, like, it proceeds from there. Yeah. Um, and and they, they they told me they would decline. They refused to talk about Polybius, um, <laughs> which is funny to me, because, like, to me, that's, like, like the biggest, the, the well, weirdest heard, thing that's ever, like, well, the heard, Estonian government had to, like, issue a press release about it. It's very yeah. funny. Well, they heard the interview you did with, uh, you know, the 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 oblivious guy. Well, they, who, they who ended, I the mean, EY, E-Y, E-Y yeah, yeah, ended that. up in like the Financial Times for that, which right. was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's funny they denied, like, you know, they, they wouldn't it, even like, they just wouldn't like. Even like I, even I get an email like, we we do, we, uh, uh, th- you know, sadly declined this interview. We apologize. I'm like, okay, like, why? Yeah. Like, uh, well, is I, it is it Paul Brody supposed to be their their, their highest blockchain yeah. person? Yes. And and he's afraid to come on. I don't the think he, I don't know if he's afraid. I, well, I don't think but he's afraid. I think that. But they don't, I think that they. Af- I think well, that they should. They, they know enough to know that like he he might not be. F- this this might be a sham. <laughs> this whole like <laughs> putting blockchain in your like corporate structure might just be buzzword surfing, right? Yeah. Um. I I don't know. But like he what, what does he know about blockchains? He was at like IBM. He was yeah. at the Hyperledger project. Um. You know, like these these projects which purport to like use blockchain technology, and I don't know, maybe Peter Todd says they w- they do because like Peter Todd always likes to insist that like blockchains don't require proof of work, which you know in this current world maybe that just happens to be true, but we also all know that that's just not interesting an interesting discussion then. Yeah, you're like a MySQL like. Uh, you know it, it well it just reduces blockchain it's like not I'm that, a my that, not that exciting. it's just it's just it's just a data structure right and uh, well I, it, I, I think data structures can be very exciting it's just that like the proof of work is what makes the blockchain interesting it absolutely is yeah you know um you know so th- I mean oh, th- that was the thing like the guy the guy at the ina conference was saying like uh, banks like uh, fed <laughs> feds are gonna use blockchains and as Isabels like why because you know because it's better. And she's like, What do you mean? It's necessarily less efficient. Yeah. Well, th- you know, like, she's like, Who's going to be the node holders? He goes, Other central banks. And she's like, Then why don't you just use a database? So, like, she walked him through it. It was really, really a phenomenal, like, little piece. I, I can't wait. I think she's going to run it on, on uh, Financial Times probably this week or maybe next week. But she did a great job. I was, I was very proud of her. <laughs> That's great. Once um, she, she releases that audio, we'll, we'll get that audio in here a little bit as well. So, like, you oh, guys yeah. can hear that. Um, but yeah, like, Isabella kudos to you i hope you don't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> but uh no that, that's great that she's because i mean because she's she's more uh i guess she has a softer touch <laughs> well than you for sure but she's also like really really into well, this she's, i mean she's a legitimate she's human being that's the thing like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's not <laughs> <laughs> i see isabella like isabella, she isabella, <laughs> isabella Like. She, like is a journalist that that girl she is phenomenally talented at what she does um, I got to say, like, she really was one of the first women to come to Bitcoin in a curious, inquisitive way and knocked on it. Um, we don't have all the same views, but she's done. She is the most honest person. Like, I sent her out on uh, with uh, with Trooper. I sent her out on, like, a local Bitcoins exchange, and she went. She went and, like, did the whole exchange. So she, like, she has seen a local Bitcoins exchange, which oh, I guarantee you, Nathaniel... uh Nathaniel Pop and Pop? Huh, Pop and Popper Pop uh, Pop Popper Popper uh, Nathaniel Popper Popper uh, Yeah Popper <laughs> Popper <laughs> Nathaniel Popper has not seen it. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> That that guy has seen a local Bitcoin transaction? No, of course not. He right? Is, he hasn't he's like probably it. talked to local Bitcoiners, but like, his I, I bet he's not seen a local Bitcoin transaction. Yeah, so, um, except maybe in passing when he like accidentally saw like it looked like two two, two guys in a bank like exchanging when, drugs when he's accidentally on South Beach one night. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and, uh, the Bitcoin transaction looks like a guy handing another guy cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs> oh, so uh, this kind of okay. So I threw this in here because this is kind of going back to or this is my question for you about, like, these altcoins and how they have, like, these reduced use cases. Uh, So so you know how, like, there's been more of these uh, crypto miners in the browser? They're mining Monero? Yeah. Okay, so apparently there's been discussions on Chromium, which is the open source uh, Google Chrome. Right. um, Where the devs are, like, legitimately considering adding permissions to disable uh, a high GPU uh, usage uh, JavaScript code. Great, good. But, like, they're, they're actually, like, It's apparently becoming more and more of a thing. No, okay. Here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. Like, like this is what's really funny to me is that like I I think that I think that uh, Bitcoiners, Minarens, Moneroins, and others like to think that this is a problem exclusive to them, but it's really fucking not. Um, so here here's the deal. GPU usage has been a thing in computers for a very long time. When you go to like uh, when you go to sites that like hijack essentially your GPU to do things like run videos in the background um, as like autoplay video ads. And these websites have done this for a very long time. So, like, th- there's a war against autoplay video. Um, I don't think they'll add it to Chrome because Google actually makes a lot of money on autoplay video. So, like, I, I, I suspect that is the justification for it. It's probably even a legitimate one. My guess is if if it is, in fact, to, like, uh, prevent these sort of miners from uh, from working, they'll probably set the limits extremely high. But, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is part of, like, the war on video. Mm. Uh, video it, ads like it might be. well you know web technologies um, it's it's developing fast enough where you can start doing more and more things more like creative things or more innovative things when it comes to like a front end that require more computer resources in order to like render and like and like in view so that might be part of it but I- if it's only for GPU usage that is extremely high where it might be a minor, um, the only thing that's kind of shitty, shitty about that is like, what about like in browser games? I would like think they would cool like to really just humid- like find a find a like a script, try to try to figure out what is like which websites are like adding these miners, and then like they would add like a. This site has an unsafe, uh, you know, ad playing or something like that, like just t- like they do with those like ads, right? Like this has a Trojan malware alert or whatever. Um, I would think they would just do something like that, where it's like this site will mine, uh, is is using your computer's GPU for background processes for who knows what, and like is likely to set your GPU usage to 100%, which will make it difficult to do like anything else, and could like, you know, burn burn your cat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this is on your lap if this is on your lap it might reduce your sperm count like, yeah. like some, some kind of warning that like actually like conveys like the dangerousness of like uh, this like GPU stuff like it, honestly yeah. like it's not really that dangerous but like it does it does like it, it's annoying as fuck yeah holy shit I don't it's also not the solution there's not that much money in like having like individuals mine Monero on their computer as they like browse your site right. sorry not really, like, a very it's fruitful task. It's just a weird, funny thing to have. I well, don't how know. Is it's, just just it's just a botnet. Like, that's all that is, essentially. It's like a Basically. bunch of people come to your site and, like, and you, you, you right. honeypot them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. There was also a, um, there's also, like, uh, some malware going around where, like, they're hiding it in games and you get on your computer and it's mining Monero. This is the thing. Like, it's is just it, funny, people, like, Monero, 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 like, Monero seems to be, like, the, the mining malware. I don't know how it works, but, right like, I imagine that your computer probably sucks up more power. When its GPU is like running hot, is that the case? It's got to um, be, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, so like you're paying to browse that website. Yeah, that's all that's going on there is that you're paying for it. And in fact, I can't imagine that it doesn't slow the site down more than a shitty ad. So like I don't I don't know what we've solved here by like destroying your GPU's usage. Yeah. Uh, destroying your ability to use your GPU. Right. Yeah. So like, it, it's it's very funny to me this whole like this whole concept of like using miners on sites or assert- sirp- CP rather, right? right. Or, or, or surface so assert- assert- uh, like yeah. mining, like yeah. it's just so. To me, I hear that, and I'm just like, that is that is not going to solve the problems people think it is. Yeah. Like, this is going to save publishing? This is like the new thing for like uh, cryptocurrency. But like well, that's what they're saying, which is really right. stupid. It's no, not, you it's, know what's yeah. going to save publishing? A better ad placement, a better understanding of user, uh, you know, user intent. Like the things that like people have been developing for years and are very slow to develop. Those are those are the things that are going to save. And also l- lower expectation, lowered expectations. You, you remember that from Mad TV? <laughs> um, no. Lowered expectations <laughs> on like on like earnings for publishing. Okay. Yeah. Well, just you, so in other words, you just it, it just becomes like a thing that like you're not going to make as much money. Well, from publishing doing publishing has never been like publishing is a very difficult industry. Like mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's like the, the way that it works generally is people do like publishing through like indexing, right? They they publish like 30 books at a time or 100 books, hoping that like maybe two of them or three of them really like pop, and they're only printing maybe 5,000 of like one copy of one book, right? So, like, it's not, publishing is not, like, it, it, for the most part, you're publishing one book at a time. Publishing is not a uh, lucrative venture. You have to have, like, en- like enormous hits mm. in order to make publishing something that you can, like, you know, make money on. Um, so, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, even newspaper, anything else, uh, the good, uh, ads are such a good solution. I wish that people, under- like, this bat shit. Yeah, <laughs> Uh the, the batchet token. Basically, the, the batchet yeah. token. the <laughs> like, brave browser, the whole uh, the whole shebang. Right, like yeah. uh, honestly, like I, I can't, I, I don't, I I don't think that you're turning like the internet on its head by like getting rid of ads. People yeah. want ads. I don't think people know that they want ads. Right, and and there's only a small percentage of the internet that really uses like no ad browsers. And honestly, I think those people are probably assholes. But yeah. you know, who am I to say? Like, I, just, <laughs> well, I, just, I think it's well, funny. there's well someone there who wants to pay for your well, content. You're getting a lot of free content. You're right. getting a lot of like free shit, and all the, all you have to do is just be susceptible to some ads. If someone came which to your wait, house wait, and wait, said, "Like, which could can just I... get better and be like less right. invasive," right? But I mean, like the video, the autoplay video shit is kind of annoying. Everybody, right? it's but so think, fucking annoying. But I think, but I think that kind of just uh, works itself out, where people just get so annoyed with that shit that they eventually will probably. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. The reason people do autoplay videos is because, like, nobody ever, like, you see it, like, every week we go to Bloomberg, and all of a sudden, like, an autoplay video starts. fucking awful. But, like, the reason that people do it is because the rest of the internet has, like, lowered the price of ads and the value of ads so much through botting. So, I mean, the real solution here is to, like, get rid of bots so that when ads are served, they're almost always served to a real person. Mm -hmm. How you do that, I don't have a clue. But, like, that's what companies, you know, are working on. Like, Google is working Google's on, like, on basically detecting yeah. what is and what is not a bot. The better it gets, the, the higher the earnings on ads go. And it's not because, like, it, it doesn't mean that there's more ad spend that's going to, like, happen. It just means that, like, you are going to have a better ROI uh, because you're actually going to show your ads to real people mm-hmm. if you're buying ads, right? So that, I mean, that's, that's what people are doing. It's not like, the blockchain doesn't solve this problem. Basic attention token doesn't solve this problem. Everybody wants free content, and it's, it's amazing to me that we get that delivered to us on the internet at a really, really highly reduced price as a result of, like, Coca-Cola wanting to pay for your visit to the New York Times. Yeah. Like, get over it. That's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing world. You get all this content. All, the, all right. these YouTube videos. All these amazing, like, right. things you could watch all, all in exchange, day. All in exchange for, like, a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the alternative is, like, what do you want? Like, you, you, do you want to pay? That you don't even have to month? look at. Yeah. You don't, you don't even got to look at it. Just yeah. don't look at it. Yeah. You can you can you can you can change your you can change to a different window while the ad plays like like, like you go to okay. YouTube and it's like a three right. second ad you can you can you can you know what if, what if someone like you okay, can scratch what your ass if you, you can do 100, something else a hundred companies <laughs> come to your door uh, one day and a hundred companies like knock on your door and say look we we hundred companies would like to give you every single newspaper in the world for free. And all that you have to let us do is insert some pictures into your newspaper. You'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Why not? Like, I, I, like unless you're a c- you know, conservationist and you're worried about the trees. Um, but you, like, for the most part, you'd be like, absolutely, I'll take all of these free newspapers. Mm-hmm. You know? But like, for some reason on the internet, people get like, livid about the ads. It blows <laughs> my mind. I think people just kind of get used to like a certain thing. So like it's they've been uh, used to it. I think they're just assholes. I think they're just like yeah. little like whiny little bitches. Yeah, I, I, I they're just like ads. They're a bunch get of, red- a bunch of redditors that are like I don't want to watch. It's, all these b- ads. By the way, th- like if you if you talk to people in ad space, they'll tell you it is all Reddit. Yeah, all redditors. <laughs> Every inch of the people that are like the no ads people, they're all redditors, and nobody wants them on their site. Like, they're like I'm not even gonna go to that site because they don't show me content unless I look at an ad or like like these sites that like don't deliver you the content if you refuse to look at it ad and they get all livid about it yeah and it's like what do you think the site is saying it's like going into a store and be like he i'm not going back there he won't give me a diet coke for free yeah <laughs> like, like, like we're, well he's okay with you not going back there then yeah Like, yeah. you don't give a fuck about your foot traffic If yeah. you're not going to go there and look at like the the ads people want to deliver to pay for your content then like they're going to implement something that like makes you not want to go don't there com- they're they don't come to your site. yeah right you know what? To be honest with you, a, lo- a long time ago, without really understanding this whole thing, I put a uh, ad blocker. I think on everybody Chrome. does at one time. Well, but ever since I started going through all these articles and they and they start uh, disabling showing the content unless you disable your ad blocker, I've been turning the ad blocker off for of all these sites. Yeah. And my, I haven't, I haven't seen a, a suffering in my experience you don't give of this. A fu- I you really don't don't give don't a care. fuck about the ads. So like, I, I, I'm kind of like maybe you know. I, I I agree. Like I don't I don't really care as much it's about them. It's just like asking, and also like over time, ads have gotten better and better. Yeah. Um. You know, like they they're not so long ago. Like a large portion of ads were served in like Flash. They're not. They're not yeah. really doing that anymore. Now they're like, you know, JavaScript. Um. They're not Flash based. Um. They have faster servers. Uh. Frankly, because ads moved from. Uh, like where, like basically, you have to like sell every individual ad on your site to a programmatic. So basically, live auctions. Every time you go to a site, a live auction happens on every single ad spot. It's it's amazing. Oh, okay. So they like so, yeah. Okay. They, they sell that ad spot. That's that's what's incredible. Like everything, everything's amazing. Like there's 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 live auctions that happen on every spot on every page that you go to, and it happens in like three hundredths of a millisecond. Huh. Some just ridiculous, like just ridiculous amount of time. Just very, very small amount of time. It's not really that fast. Like my three milliseconds or something like that. But like it's very, very quick. And uh, and they deliver them to you, and they have, and they like send data back, and the whole website loads. It's a synchronous. Um, but like everything's changed about ads in recent years. They're just not that annoying. Mm-hmm. And I see that all the time on like Reddit, where people are like, maybe I would look at your ads if they weren't so annoying. I'm like, they're not that bad. They're yeah. just not that bad. Yeah, they're getting better. Hmm um anyhow so monero is not the solution yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna be like mining monero through our well maybe we uh, will like it's gonna be that's gonna be your that's gonna be your bad when like in 10 years everyone's like going to every website and like mining monero people are just yeah (laughs) or or, or whatever (laughs) people are just mining all types of fucking shit coins oh god i mean they do that now yeah um which uh yeah so that was that was that um uh, I don't know. If, I don't want to talk about this. The CFTC weighed in uh, recently talking yeah. about the ICO. Oh, I was excited about that. I like this. They're, they're kind of just. Uh, it sounded like they were just saying that You know, there's a lot of consistency with the SEC saying about ICOs that mm-hmm. some, some, you know, think everything in the space might be. They're classified as a commodity or, or what it, what it most likely is going to be, which is a security. Well, I think that everyone thinks that they're like uh, sidestepping the law here by like using these tokens because they they think like, well, these are like, these are commodities, right? And, like, honestly, like, a lot of them are. Like, like Bitcoin probably is a commodity. Uh, I mean, at this point, I, uh, Jason Siebert said this really well. Like, Jason Siebert said that Ethereum was a security when it was sold, and it's a commodity now. That that, that could very well be true. I'm not a lawyer. I'll let Jason... Uh, Jason which, is, which, is, which is a very interesting very, thing It is interesting, about. but, like, I guess it's true. Like, it makes perfect sense. Because, like, if you think about it, when you bought Ethereum, you were buying, like, a future Ethereum that didn't exist yet, right? right. So, like, there was a securitization of, like, this, like... Uh, asset, mm-hmm. so they, they sold they pre sold it, um, they made promises about like this asset, and then they they threw it into the world. At which point it was a blockchain, and it's like really no longer anybody's uh, animal, mm-hmm. right? It's like a stray dog. It's just out there, yeah. And it just and it, its price fluctuates on its own. There's like nobody who like owns it, mm-hmm. you know, owns the company of it. Um, so like I guess in that way like it 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 reflects like a oil, like how oil is just in the ground, right? Like nobody owns it until they extract it, and then. Um, well, know. well, we know Bitcoin's <laughs> something like that, you know. Um, yeah, Bitcoin. So I mean, if Bitcoin's a commodity, then I guess Ethereum at this point is a commodity. Maybe. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird. Um, but th- that just means like the, the point being that like these ICOs, like when like if they're a sec- th- if if they're securitizing like your company, if they are in fact a representation of ownership in your company, you know that's security. But like if they're um, if they're TESIs on their own blockchain, they're probably a security at the beginning and then like later on a commodity. It doesn't mean that like there isn't fraud or that like you know the SEC or CFTC can't come after you. It's just like these are in fact like they're just definitions, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there is a difference between like a security and a commodity. Um, and I'm gonna be interested in like which side everybody falls. Right. Well. Okay. So so in my head, I'm thinking okay. SEC, whoever is going to come in, and it's going to be like, here's, here's, here, the, on this side of the house is right. commodities. Yeah. And the sec- then, then, then the Lord securities. comes down and separates the goats from the sheep. And they're going to go after all the securities. Yeah. And the commodities are going to be like, well, it's a commodity. It's fine. Right. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying that's to, a, really that's got a, got a my head around, Right. I, I don't, I, I don't think I can fully, uh, I don't fully really understand all of the nuance of like commodities. Well, the, the question is whether you, you committed the, securities fraud because like you can commit okay. securities fraud like using commodities, right? Like you can securitize a commodity. Right? Right. So like I don't know, like this isn't it, it, it to me to me the debate isn't whether they're like securities or commodities. It's like what kind of fraud, where like who's okay. who's the regulating body. Um but like, you know, speaking of fraud. <laughs> Tezos has been amazing. <laughs> well Tezos has been amazing. This, yeah, this is this is yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this security right here. Oh my God! Jason re- was right. That's that's what it comes down to. He was talking about it for a while. And, he saw and this coming right right at the beginning, like the yeah. Brightmans, like all of the trouble. Like, oh my God! Oh my God! This so is this is like a fucking soap opera. So th- and there's some new stuff that just came out uh, like before right before we twenty six minutes before we hit record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is definitely going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but essentially, uh, the Brightmans. So there, it's a husband and wife couple who are the head of the the project. I think they're the head of the company that's behind Tezos. They try to make a power the play. The not for profit. The not for profit. Yeah, they try to make a power play against the Tezos Foundation, right. or I'm sorry, against one guy on the Tezos Foundation. There's three people of the Tezos Foundation. They made a play against him, accusing him of like, I don't know, m- mismanagement or something. And it's obviously a um, without going into too much detail, a, 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 a power play amongst the people running this whole. thing. Why party is that thing. obvious, though? Wait, wait, what do you mean? Well, why why is it obviously a power play? Like, may, maybe he like was legitimately committing fraud or something well, like that. I would just assume because there's so much fucking money at stake, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably trying to like I, I don't know. Um, you know, you're right. Maybe, maybe he is committing fraud. Why like, can't, that could why be a can't thing. everyone just be satisfied with the, like the money they have there in their bank accounts? I know, like, right? Oh, we only have two hundred million. We need we need like the rest of it. <laughs> well, they they raised over two hundred million. Yeah. It's a lot more money now. Yeah. if It's held in Bitcoin. Yeah. So like it might be closer to like like I I don't know like four to five hundred million. Something fucking ridiculous like that. So like, I I, I don't exa- I don't know all the details there. Like we'll we'll, we'll be told things, but what it, do you do when you give people who are like like end up I don't know, like? What's fucked up is that this is like backed by Draper. Yes. So Draper, um, that was ill advised. Yeah. Draper, Draper's VC firm, uh, put their name behind this thing, and some of the recent news that came out today was that he, they had he had been guaranteed, uh, part of this. Like back in September of 2016. So, so this, this is this is the story that came out today on Quiz. This is the paragon, the, the paragon, paragon, yeah, the paragon par- of like uh, of, of crypto journalism. So we'll, <laughs> so this may or may not be true. This may or may <laughs> not be true, guys. We, we may have to like, and come back and It may or may this. not have evidence. Yeah, this may be a correction next week. Um, <laughs> but it seems like uh, he I, got I have a out. correction, by the way, from last week. So oh, okay. like, we we'll, we'll get there in a sec. Well, it seems like Tim Draper got in and sold out way before the Tezos uh, ICO started. So it seems like he doubled his money, uh, put his name on the project early, doubled like got out and and made some money on this whole well thing. Well done, Tim Draper. Well done, Tim Draper. Um, in little Adam Draper, who we can't so, who can't secure his know. Google account for yeah. shit or a uh, bank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. so um so so that's that's something. That came it. What we definitely know is that there's law firms that are uh mobilizing uh and saying that they are uh Tezos has committed securities fraud and uh by the by the way Tezos is a um uh this project that uh, they're promising uh it's actually a, i think a tez is the name of a unit of of their token a and single tez tezies, yeah. tezies is multiple hasn't come out yet so no no one's gotten their money um and but there has been futures trading on tezies and it like plummeted like 75% um so it, it, it's it's a whole thing there's lawsuits coming um luckily pam pam, pam capital has we, we we did the right, throw so some we get to this. be we get to so be, part of, be part, this, part of this from yes. the beginning. So so <laughs> we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna definitely. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll you know maybe, maybe we'll talk to Jason more about the whole Tezos thing in general, um, to find out like what his perspective is. Um, we should bring him on for that. That's your that your actually a really good idea. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll probably we'll probably get a front seat to this whole thing, um, just because we you know we did throw some stuff at it. But, um, you know, as part of our analysis of the uh, I- ICOs, I think Tezos will not pamp. It won't it won't now. I <laughs> don't think it will like, That's different <laughs> than your previous recommendation. Recommendation changed. Recommendation changed. We, we we've we have downgraded, downgraded this from graded this from, uh, from PAM to, to PAMP. Pam. Pam. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this was, this was a big one. And you kept you kept mentioning you were like, oh, hey, dude, you got into teaser. I wanted to get in. Because Emin Gun Gun Wilko Zukok. Uh, zucock Wilcox They were Wilcox advising Zuko. this It raised a fuck ton Yeah um, There were, there were people That didn't know much About ICOs That were yeah. telling me They yes. were looking at these So I was like Fuck well this is Yeah and I, was, and I was like We have to get into This lawsuit Yeah oh yeah Well, so. that's, but, but, that's what's, but that's what's Great about all of this You're either going to PAMP or, or you're going to End up, up in, a, in a great lawsuit yeah. Which yeah. will yeah. be fun like that's, that, The entire point of The PAMP and PAMP Is just to like be Mired in like legal Yeah Like uh, fees and, yeah. and by legal fees I mean fees that are like you know, some lawyer will just take. Yeah. You know, that's what's going on here is that we're just raising money for lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> great time to it's be it's a same lawyer. Like, it seems like being a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you raise money like for your whole life so that you can pay a lawyer off uh, so that he can take your money. Yeah. To keep you out of jail so that you can go back into the streets, to earn money for him again. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the drug trade works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah, like, so th- 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 this is a great story. I, I can't wait. Um, yep. This, uh, this coin again. This this like, coin telegraph article is amazing. If it's true, I, I don't know what that means for Draper, but that's pretty bad. He's gonna be, uh, yeah. If this is true, he, he'll, I mean, I, he'll probably be subject to like clawback. If, if this is deemed some sort of Ponzi or something like that, I don't know what it would be deemed. Well, I bet he made. I, I, do we get the all the bitcoins back? Is that what? I don't know. Do we? Do, I, do, do, I don't know. I want do people that. get their money back? I, I don't know. I don't know how. I want more works. than my money back. Yeah. I want other people's money. Yeah. I want Tim Draper's money. Uh, yeah. That's what I want. Like, yeah. I want, I want those, I want some of them clean coins. Yeah. But, but like, he's, I want him to send me Silk Road outputs. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> but What's crazy is this is, this is the one that raised the most money. Like, they have over, at least over $200 million. Uh-huh. In it's money. probably the reason that they, and the it's tied up. And people, yeah. and now there's going to be, now, now this might be, is this going to be the end of this, this weird, uh, no, ICO? no! probably not. But then, but, but this is going to be an important case. Like This maybe. is going to be... Maybe. <laughs> I, I, we don't know. What's the, like, what I think is... like. Everyone's this to, like, is Seth exciting. You said that guy that came to our meetup the other day, and he was like, "I I want to go to jail. Oh yeah! <laughs> tell me how I can construct <laughs> this get, so that I can go to that jail. Was, that was great. We, that gotta, we have to get him on. That was get, the funniest thing I've ever we experienced. G- we got to get that guy on air because that he's was the funniest. Well, well he. Well, we, we've talked to him twice. The first time we told him you're probably you're, you're going to, go to jail. You're probably going to make money. Yeah, but you're probably going go to jail. And I don't like. I, I said like I don't care. You can go to jail. It's That's your fine. risk. If like, you make like, a, a lot million dollars, going to jail. like go go for two years. Make make twenty million bucks. Yeah. Hold your bitcoins. Go to jail. Hope that when you come back out, you're like even richer. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But like, you know, like it's it's a weird bet, but like some people make it. And like I think we had a while ago like that great story about that guy who was going to these nursing homes um and like signing people up to like get them to sign over life insurance for like he was giving them like 100 bucks or 200 bucks and he would take out like a $200,000 life insurance policy on them and they would sign it. He went to jail. That's what he for money. But he made a shit what, ton of money. He yeah, went to jail yeah. for like two years and like no one clawed that money back. It was right. his. It was like, okay, okay, congratulations. You figured it out. Go to jail. Yeah. Like it was do not pass go. Go to jail. Two years. Come back out. You're wealthy as fuck. Congratulations. That was just like, yeah. uh, that was like a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your money. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even, it's not even like, but book. I can't even vote <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> it's not even the bad jail either. It's like it's like it's like security it's like financial jail. Yeah. Like it's, probably. A, it's just a it's like network. Charlie Shrum jail. That's Charlie Shrum jail. It's a good networking uh, opportunity. Right. Yeah. You meet all the, you meet other people that Do you, are you see the crypto coin, the coin news image for te- Tezos? <laughs> If you it's, a co- <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a bicycle dead stop flipping a guy over. Yeah, he's, like, he's fly like flying through the through air, air trying like putting his hands on like don't crashes don't. Like, That's a wrist break right there. That's what's going on. Yeah. Either that or that guy's gonna like that, that's just an amazing picture. Thank you. That is right, good. Uh, Josiah Olmuth If you pick that picture, congratulations. That is good job. that's a picture of the day. That's the futures. <laughs> oh, look at this. Yeah, so the it's futures down. the futures won't down. Um well, I love that there's a futures market in this shit I know. <laughs> well it's crazy is the bright but here's the thing too, the Brightman's could just take the private key. And fucking get the fuck out. Like well, why the, not? Like why, they're already in they? a shit ton of trouble now, so yeah. like they just get out of the country. No one's gonna like stop them from doing that. So, so are we, Um, because uh, we can talk about this later. But the most influential Bitcoin, Bitcoin suffers. Bitcoin suffers from a centralization problem. All of the scammers end up in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like <laughs> you have like mining so centralization, we have, we have scammers scammers centralization, scammer centralization. centralization yeah. You know what's funny is, like, I was thinking about it this week. So like, with, with the Venezuela stuff, uh-huh. like, the government is just subsidizing people throwing money in there because, like, the people that are mining in Venezuela, they're using free government subsidized energy. Yeah. So, like, the government is just, like, essentially subsidizing, like, cash flight, um, which which I think is hilarious. I love it. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. Don't, don't have free energy. That's the, the lesson. Because if you do, you're just going to subsidize people, like, holding their money in this alternative currency, which is cheaper to get. Um, so cheap that if you have, like, subsidized energy, they're just going to steal money from you. Yeah. You're going to take it. And it would be dumb of them not to. If I were in Venezuela, I'd absolutely be, like, importing miners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be mining the shit out of right. taking advantage of it, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Arthur and the Brightmans, Ar- Arthur and Kathleen, they're they're up for... Um, the uh, most influential people in blockchain are they? I think, I think we, we got to vote we, for them. That well, has I, I to happen. Th- I, th- I think they we, should. Have we yeah. gone through this list? I, I, I'm I'm sad that this year I am not on we it. We haven't. I, ended, I don't know. I don't know how I. don't even know how I ended up last year. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a funny list because it's 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 multiple categories in different areas. Um. So you have like cultural, you have technology, like you have like you have like the devs, and right? Then you have like a legal. Part and then we got. Like, mean, we have a culture. lot of good friends on there. So like Dr- Drew Hinkle, Jew, the Holocaust denier, denier is on he's, there. He's on there for um, legal. We should vote for him. But yeah. he's also on the. But also Vladimir Putin. Vladimir on Putin's on there. So, like, like I don't know how he's going to win because yeah. like Vladimir is definitely going to win in that yeah. category. So they're, I think they're just trying to give everyone a spot on the list. Yeah. I I was I was on the list before it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Mike and Space is on that list. There's oh like, yeah. There's a, there's a great people. No, no. Mike in Space is not on the list. No, he, he isn't on the list. He got on the list. He okay. So he's he was on the list. Bef- before he I think he, I think before he realized he was on the list I don't think so because so, I looked at that list he look, was not on there uh I, when I looked at the list I, I thought I saw well that's because he, he pro- they probably saw his well uh, his, maybe his they added letter. him after he after he said I was on I was on the list I don't know if he's on the list or not but I think he is well what was also funny too was that Craig white Craig Craig white Craig Wright tweeted out um like something about like I'm not on that list. Right? Craig Wright did? Oh, and they put and they, they put him on. But there? No, 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 but but then somebody called him out. It was oh, I think it was uh Charlie Lee called him out and said, Did you just admit that you're not Satoshi Nakamoto? Because Satoshi Nakamoto is on, is that on that the list. He's on the list, <laughs> yeah. So like that was kind of a funny little <laughs> Oh that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great. Like I like that he's on there. Uh, Isabella Kaminska, uh Mike in space. I mean Max Kaiser's on here. Um the Bitcoin sign guy. <laughs> I love the Br- Preston Byrne. What has he done in the last year? Like that guy's done nothing. I like this. Where's he I- been? They have the carnivore people on there. That those those are the guys that were like, we only eat meat and use Bitcoin to buy meat or something. No. Uh, uh, whatever it is, this whatever is Like is. Uh, John McAfee, yeah. Uh, Samson Mao. I, I like Samson Mao quite a bit. Um, Floyd Crypto Mayweather. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see he was on. there. Yeah, he's on there. I like Get that. Get the fuck out. Yeah, dude, this is great. Yeah, this is great. I love this. Oh um, man, Bruce Vance on the list. <laughs> Atlantic Financial. Um, I, I don't know who put this list together, but I, I love this list. It's great. I think they're like this this will this will be a good list for uh for this year there's like oh, there's like the uh startup entrepreneurs right you know who um, coindesks uh I, I th- not is it editor in chief I think he's like the the managing editor now is I don't know mark Hockstein of uh, american banker oh really yeah he, oh, he wow. left american banker and he joined coin oh wow that's a which is funny yeah he actually messaged me the night of the hurricane he's like hey how you doing like are you, everything okay are you like alive oh, i was nice. like very happy i was like oh hey mark how are you doing um but like he, he messaged me and, and and made sure that i was alive huh. probably because uh he was going to put me on this list and then i i fell out of importance so yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how could you, you can't put a dead person on there but no um, th- this I I, 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 li- <laughs> I like this list quite a bit I think that I, I think that uh, I'm going to vote for Mike in space yeah uh, and I think that'll be the only vote that I give this <laughs> well do you know for the law and regulation, there is there is someone on this list that is uh, I think should be on this list. Who? Um, I think the FBI should be on this list. Oh, yeah. They've done a great job I this year. I think they, they did an really amazing did. job when it comes well to blockchain, done. legal, yeah. and regulatory stuff. That's true. Uh, the stuff. FBI should be on this list. They did an amazing job this uh, year. Bitcoin trolls everywhere is on this list, Bitcoin, which I really yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Like, honestly, I, I, I advocate strongly for that being voted for. Uh, I think that uh, Bell has been pushing for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the truth is that this has been the year of Bitcoin. Uh, Bic- of blockchain or Bitcoin trolls, like look at UASF. What yeah. was that if not like a trolling, uh, a trolling trolley experience? Like th- these people say that they're going to basically like kick miners off the chain um, by like running nodes that don't accept their like uh, certain kinds of blocks after a certain after a certain number. Worked flawlessly. Congratulations, that was yeah. like highly technical trolling. Yeah. I hear more and more about the Bitcoin community being toxic and shit. I, I like, love that. That's yeah. that's layer what the, two? <laughs> uh, well, toxic, I think toxicity Toxicity's is layer one. Layer, layer, is toxicity layer one? It's either layer one or two. I thought Bitcoin was layer one. Well, Bitcoin is layer one, but that might be. But toxicity might be. Yeah, might be. It's close, It's closer to layer one than like Ethereum. It, it, Ethereum well, is la- layer five. Uh, layer five, yeah, which is a great. It's funny that layer. these layers. Yeah, it is a good layer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a more active layer lately. I want to know if yeah. any of these layers die as a result of side chains, because I would think that that would be a pretty good layer or a pretty good, uh, um, like a pretty good like, use case for them. Just like a lot of these, like, uh, like, you know. On onboarding kind yeah. of use cases. It's like taking the seven layer cake and making a bunch of cupcakes instead. That's that's like what it is. It's, <laughs> it's kind of what it is. That's, 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 and it's how just, I, that's just, just how one, I visualize it. It's one big cake. <laughs> if you, eat cake. It all the, you can either eat them in like individually, or yeah. but it is all one cake. Yeah. It's not less calories. It's the same number. It's of the calories. same number of calories. <laughs> it's just yeah. You know, it's just you know different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah what else you're right toxicity is layer one oh yeah, look yeah. at that you're, you really know you know this more than <laughs> I, I did it. yeah <laughs> look at you sean how did i do that? i don't <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh you're good at membrane i'm good at membrane things i just remember toxicity layer one like oh yeah that's, that's that, that is that, layer one that, that is, is what what it, yeah <laughs> um oh you uh you, you noticed the graph of uh tethers or tether i did yeah <laughs> it's, it's usually <laughs> like they're pretty money right like i, I think so i'd like like they're I just, think they're so. Just, think like, they Like there's a lot of accusations. You know. You know. I was thinking I, I about know. it. I've, I've been thinking a lot about it. Like why? Why wouldn't tether go fractional? First of all. Mm-hmm. Second, what's wrong with it? I, I don't know. They know exactly the percentage of people are redeeming their money. Well, right. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> are, aren't they going to get hit with like regulatory shit? Hard? Maybe because banks like, are allowed to go fractional. Why can't tether just go be fractional? Well, but they're not a bank. Why not? Well, good question. Maybe they should be just ba- say your bank. Like our bank, our, our, our the difference between our bank, the thing that's like uh, revolutionary about our bank is that our vaults are held by our customers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't see why it's any different. I mean, like I think that Isabella Kaminska again is right. Like Tether is kind of the new euro dollar. That makes perfect sense. But like I, I don't know why. Like uh, they're they're dealing with a certain number of people pulling money out, right, uh, and leaving the system. Um, and at some point like that, there there might be a run. On that process I don't know when that is or how that works but like I if if there's a quasi consistent percentage of people that are cashing out I I don't know I don't I don't know why going fractional is so terrible for them Mm. it would it would increase it would increase their it would increase the amount of people cashing out um, it would allow them to actually make a little bit more money mm-hmm. um, if if indeed, like, for example, the the use of, like, tether was limited as a result of the fact that they hadn't, like, didn't have enough tethers out there. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but that, that would be my assumption is that they thought that, like, there was too few tethers for the people that need them, so they printed more, um, you know, presuming that they could, like, you know, move this through and would, you know, people would be cashing out at a higher rate, but that they had enough Uh, Just enough money to continue that float. Like I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I I also like I said, I don't know what like the problem with them going fractional is. Maybe it's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, you 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 mentioned a long time ago that like Coinbase would probably do something like that if they're not already. Yeah, I don't see why why not. Like, like, you know. Well, I mean, oh god, Coinbase going fractional is a big problem. Like, because you're you're, they're holding bitcoins, right? Yeah. So like it's not it's not like quite the same. Like, because everyone in Coinbase expects to be able to get their bitcoins at some point. It'll be a big problem if someday we find out that Bitcoin like there aren't enough bitcoins in Coinbase to cover their like deposits. Yeah, that <laughs> would, that would be tough. Uh-huh. Um but I don't know like how much how, how, th- 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 that, how that wouldn't Bitcoin, necessarily be true by the way in a world where there's lots and lots of coinbases. Like if Coinbase is actually a bank, I, mm-hmm. like and they're making loans and stuff like that, I, I mean l- that might not be the case. So I I I don't know how long that it lasts that it is a case that it's a problem. But it does fly in the face of everyone saying that like you can't go fractional with Bitcoin cuz like why not? Yeah. There's only so many people pulling money out at any given time. Yeah, and there are less and less. I mean, like I remember when, you know, sir, we talk about the circle thing, like they're they're kinda they kinda went away and being a uh Bank. Place where you a bank for, yeah. for Bitcoin and and decided mm-hmm. to go into other areas. There there was a few others like Zappo or whatever, which you don't hear as much about. Oh yeah, the, the, I guess you do. I, I, I think you do this week. Well you do. Well well, <laughs> well they were they uh, He declared that he's going to use SegWit 2x. Yeah that's right. You know I, it, I I've been thinking about this. I've been I've been talking to a number of companies in the space. Okay. Um and a lot of them are in fact supporting Zappo or uh, SegWit 2x quietly, which is really. a little disconcerting. But at the same time I'm thinking about it like if you're like uh I don't know BitPay. And you have an app that basically does like quick conversions of uh, coins to cash. Like, all you really do care about is the uh, the money moving function of this blockchain. Um, I d- that said, I don't know why they don't just like move to Ethereum or something then. Like, why? Why do you need Bitcoin? Like, just like find a blockchain that, you know, has your capacity and cheap prices. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think we all know that like Segway2x isn't going like to solve that problem either. Like yeah, there's probably weird vulnerabilities with it. Um, I don't think that very many people trust the developers of it, um, although I know that t- t- that there's a lot who do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm, so I'm very curious <laughs> of what's going to happen with Segway 2x because it seems a little bit more well, it doesn't thought se- out than really. The p- yeah, weirdly. Okay, so because it seems like there's just more like this is this is like a really really dumb idea. I, it's just very clear to me that they're trying to fire core. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know, I mean, like, I guess Gavin Andreessen and, and Garzik want their spot back. Um, I mean, they're they're perfectly capable and uh, competent devs. So I, I don't know exactly where we're going with that. Maybe they want to try rebuilding the team. I also, I mean, I, I am skeptical of Segwit2x. I don't think it'll work. But, like, man, like, these these weird attacks against Bitcoin are very strange to me. Because I, I think it is an attack. I don't think that is unclear to anybody. Mm. Th- not that that's a problem. Like, I think, I think well, you know, well, Bitcoin shows its... It shows it it's probably, probably the even Right. It, it just gets yeah, you know, it, it, uh, it 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 it's it's not just resistant, it actually, you know, right. It's it stains and like grows so it's like and go like ahead whatever, you yeah. want. You're just gonna make it, you know, you're gonna make it uh, more resilient. Maybe they'll move maybe they'll move the Litecoin movie. That's a better train for them to mm. <laughs> uh maybe Greg Maxwell is layer one. Yeah, maybe he is maybe he is I think one. Evan Andreessen has been talking about like giving him access to the repo is like a big mistake he made. He said. So, he's saying that. So, I, I I don't remember. Somebody said that. There's like, there's so much hate against Maxwell. I don't really get it. I I think that I don't know. Like I, I think these devs have a really hard job, and like uh, I think that they all do it very imperfectly, but they do their best. And I think this notion that there is like I think it's I think the conspiracy is that there is a core there's core bitcoin core is really interesting because like that's really not how this works there's a there's a group of guys that work on a product called bitcoin core and these guys are individuals they mm. choose whether they are going to work on the software or not there's another implementation called segwit2x that is worked on by another set of guys um, there there is not a conspiracy here and the segwit2x guys are accusing the core guys of being like a, conspir- a conspiratorial cabal but as like all that core does is argue they argue about the implementation of things and slowly implement things as they agree, or mm-hmm. they come to some kind of consensus, or argue into some kind of agreement. It doesn't mean that they're always going to make like good decisions, but these are individual guys. They're not like guys with like some so, sort of cohesive opinion. I think it's an absurd idea to think that they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, but but uh, you know, I think a lot of
0: uh, I don't know. I, I I just I
1: just think a lot of like a lot of people in Bitcoin are generally not into. Uh, right. Th- I think they're behind core. I mean, right. I, I, I I I maybe it's just because of the people of the things we read the people are around that are all you know on the same page I don't really like talk to or right. come across many like anti-core people real, yeah well I mean and every time every time I hear them I hear their arguments it's just it's just nonsense real like, quick back to Tether though like Tether yeah. tether is like this libertarian sort of like dream money right well it's, it's like it's US dollars but on the blockchain yeah so like I, I'm looking at this thing where they're th- like whoever you know whoever's got the button there is like just printing more you know Tether mm-hmm. um, which is cute but like I mean how is this different than, like, quantitative easing or, like, any of these, like, things that libertarians love to, like, accuse people of? Right. There's so many people trading Tether. It, it's it's amazing to me because, like, you'd think that these anarchists and libertarian types would just kind of, like, stop trading this money, which is doing exactly what they accuse the Fed of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that have been coming out about Tether have been from, I think, like, one or two people really trying to lay out the, a case of of what... T- you know, and it's, it's not just Tether, it's... a like, oh, oh, I just lost sound. Did you? Yeah, I can't hear anything. Uh, sorry. Okay, there. Uh Oh, now I can hear it. (laughs) Got dark in my head. No shit. Um, (laughs) but it's it's not just that. It's also like like they're owned by Bitfinex. Yeah. So like, is Bitfinex doing weird trading things and like weird shit? Uh, I don't know if that matters. I guess. I mean, we're all kind of talking about the same entity here, but. Um, Probably, I mean, like they're—they're they're, like you think they're scrupulous. You think, but like, well, no. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, like, uh, I think there are some people that might be against what Tether is doing, but then at the same time, <laughs> 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 that's what you wear. Yeah, dude, those are great. Yeah. Th- those, are like, those are like, those aren't really. Yeah. No, dude, I, I, they're speedos. I, w- I don't know if I'd call it a speedo or not. No, it's full on a speedo. I'll put it on for you later. Oh, yeah. Show yeah. me. I want to see oh, you in a speedo. Yeah. Why, why do you have a speedo? Well, I've been swimming lately. Been, so oh, like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I got a fat guy speedo. Oh, I love it's, it. It's more like an umbrella, really. I just kind of like put my legs in it, and then like it it, it kind of hugs my butt. Oh, okay. Um, well, you said, because I don't know really think about swimming. You said that. Uh, clothing really slows you down in the water. Oh, yeah, dude. I hate swimming with, like, weird shorts on. Like, yeah. The only way to swim is with, like, a Speedo. I've only ever worn, like, a bathing suit. Yeah, you know? dude, it's not the same. You gotta, like, get in there with a Speedo. Huh. I, I think I, I think I need to get one of these, dude. dude like they're, they're cheap. They're nice. You can get one cheaper. It took me a month to get one because it's for a fat guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they had to, like, send it to Malaysia and have, like, a little child, like, sew it and it was, like, extra fabric. It was like... Who's this fat man? Yeah. Why I have That's to so work. much
0: fabric! Why yeah. you have to work so much? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually have under—I have underwear I wear to the gym that's like tight. I'd probably just wear dude, that. should wear I was that, kinda, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, like, that's yeah, forward. jump in the pool with that, but it's—it's it's not the same. This stuff is great. It, it's like water wicking. it yeah. feels great on your balls. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I dude. like, that. I like, I like you should do it. And, like, you should actually get a real speedo because, like, you'd like you'd, you'd probably look pretty good in it. Maybe I need to shave my legs a little bit and clean that up. But, well, uh, I mean, yeah, like you gotta yeah. get to clean it but up. But but like, could, yeah, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, you should go to the gym with me. We can race. Oh yeah, it's funny for everyone who like race. Well, it's fine. It's funny for everyone who like goes in the pool with me. Um, because like I'm 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 not a terrible swimmer, frankly. So like it's just funny to lose like to a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. And like uh, I could yeah. just see you like with a cap and like yeah. at a speedo, just <laughs> shooting through the water like really fast. <laughs> I was in Nicaragua like a year ago with a group of people, and okay. uh, we were in we were in like there's a, a volcano that had water in it, uh-huh. and they were all out there like doing the paddling thing, and I was like I'm just gonna jump in, so I jump into the pool, and like we're in the middle of the volcano. You know, and I'm just like treading water, looking around they're like, Josh, you're like a quarter fucking mile from the shore. Like, what what the fuck is going on? And like, I'm like, I just, you know, swimming out here. Like, well, jo- how did you, how are you going to swim back? It's like, you just, you just swim back. Yeah. So they're like very surprised that I could like swim that distance because I look like a guy that can't run more than like three <laughs> or four feet. Yeah. But like, yeah, I can, I can swim. You know, I, I don't think people realize that like as a fat guy, you have like this advantage because you're just kind of buoyant. Oh, yeah. You just float there. To- yeah, yeah. I can just like put my hand above my head and just kind of like you know, no biggie. It's like it's like swimming in like uh, salt water. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being the case. It's not really true. Well, <laughs> you I still sink like a rock. Well, when I when I because I used to be I used to be heavy when I was a kid. Like I had more fat on me, and then like as I like lost that fat, I started sinking more in the pool. Like, I, yeah, I, that'll I happen. Yeah. Much, so I don't know. I probably sink as a rock right now, but. You probably would actually. Yeah, like what do you have, like zero percent body fat. I, I think. I think. I think. I could like drought. No, I, I, it's, you it's, don't know it's yet. You're far trying to from it out. That. It's far from zero. You want it to be there, though. Right. right? It's You're hard. trying to like get rid of all your fat. as I was I'm trying to reduce You're Like it. the male Ken doll, dude. I'm like trying to become more and more less like like more and more uh like just less fat. Like just trying to trying to get you know um you want a twelve pack? Yes, you like, right now? Um, like, right like there? Uh, it's more like a four pack. I don't know. I also was drinking heavily last weekend, so I like because I had I had that whole reunion. Yeah. Um, oh, dude! You, you don't even have you have like outlines, but I see it. I see it. It's coming. It's coming through. It's there. Well, the the six pack like has come in a little bit, uh, like on and off. Yeah. It just like the fat. Like I'm trying to lower the fat over time, and it like fluctuates over that. So like. If I cut off like a lot of water, right? You dehydrate yourself. And um, you get a nicer six-pack. If pack I then. increase the cardio and I'm really like good about like no sugar and carbs for like a few weeks, I think then it starts to show. Interesting. Interesting. Plus, also, also, um, bean bean tan actually shows the the muscles. Oh, interesting. Work. That makes perfect sense. So like, yeah. I'm very pale too. So like, you're a little look. pale. You yeah. should start going to the tanning booths. I should. I like you with those like little gl- glasses, <laughs> little glasses, <laughs> and like a little, little like, walk like, like <laughs> walking walking <laughs> into like a, like a nice little tan. You, yeah. you and I should go to a tanning booth and like record that together. Oh, <laughs> we should do that. Let's do that. Junt, to Sean, go we to should a have a whole booth. day where we go like, yeah, like, we, like we go like the gym yourself. and like a spa. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll go to like a spa or yeah, something. Dude. We'll get like Sean and Sean and Josh spa day. Like little cucumbers day. in our eyes and shit. We should definitely <laughs> do that. Sean, how are you feeling? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good here. Feeling Yeah, dude. Um. Oh, so well, go back to the tether thing real quick. Are, are more and more fucking entities going to like issue dollars on the blockchain? It has issue? to happen, right? Like, I, I don't see rules on the blockchain. I, I don't know. Well, like, how is? I mean, tether's been going forever. It, tether was started by. Uh, one of the master coin guys, Craig. And uh, mm. and right, Craig, Craig is the nicest guy I've ever met in my entire life. Just like if there's a scale of niceness, mm-hmm. one being mean, 10 being nice, Craig is like 30. He's oh, just wow. the nicest person in the world. So nice that I've seen him get taken advantage of numerous times, like by the Hope Gold coin guys and like other people. Um, but like he's the nicest guy. And I think that Bitfinex bought Tether from that group yeah. that started that. Um, so it's funny to me that this thing, which is probably illegal, which is like these synthetic dollar instruments, um, which are held centrally by a company, are still going. And not only are they still going, but they were purchased from the original people who started it. Yeah. So I I don't know how to I don't know what to do with that. You think you it, think that'd it, be a huge target? Like it's I, as if a black market bought it, like like in a in like some buyout bid, like acquired another black market. It's like it's very weird to me. Like, yeah. Like what do you do with that? Like where. Where does that go? Well, but my thought is the only thing that could run dollars on a blockchain in, in in like a very like low or no regulated sector is is something that's also going to have to operate as a black market. So like I could see like like we talk about like people are like what, issuing like issuing their own dollars. Right. I had like, this like, I had this weird thing where like <laughs> thinking like El El Chapo is gonna be like <laughs> I have tons of money in like these garages somewhere and and it's the bank of el chapo and i'm going to issue like dollars on the blockchain against those um you can send your you know such and such to this address with your mailing address and within a year that money will appear in your mailbox yeah but like, i i don't know how, how that would work but like it, like el chapo needs to get rid of his cash so like i i don't know like what's he going to do like back like back up his thing in like chapo dollars or something like that i could see like something really weird like that happening yeah I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I, I like the idea of like drug cartels issuing dollars on the blockchain because they're already in the like the I don't give a fuck stage, and then your then yeah. your money is suddenly like tied to their, um, their like not getting caught. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, you're back to like street like uh, street level, um, exiting of these these monies, right? Because yeah. like how do you how do you get them from dollars back into you know real cash? And the only way that would happen is you have this like exchange on a, like an exchange, and you go to Bitcoin and then back to dollars, something like that. Yeah. Which I, you know, it's not as weird. I think Tether's very elegant. Like you go to Tether and Tether. I think I, they used to. I don't know if they still do, but they used to just have a cash out site where basically you would pay like fourteen percent or something like that. and You just get your you know dollars. I mean, but but I mean, I think they they moved to Ethereum, but they're still on. Uh, they Master didn't move Con. to Ethereum. They like they, well, have they issued both, more on right. right. So, well, so no, because that's the other thing too, you're issuing them on multiple right. chains. So yeah. like. It's well, I think the beautiful thing for them is they Bitcoin. don't have like a lot of risk because like coin. if like Ethereum explodes what it, like oh okay sorry <laughs> you don't have those anymore we still have the, the thing that backs them though so they just issue them on like another blockchain so like yeah. the, I, I don't know how much of like the risk of like the Ethereum chain exploding or getting hacked is theirs which is nice Mm. It's kind of an unique what, for like a unique position. That's what you company. said. Moreys ICO should just issue their token on or or any any any, any I like they should find like a tiny token. blockchain where like the blockchain is gonna explode and then they'll be like sue that guy. Yeah, we just issued it on the blockchain we liked. Yeah. Like find like a find like a coiled coin that like Luke Dash Junior will like kill for you. Yeah, yeah. Just take the money, <laughs> sell it, and then like and then like tell Luke, hey Luke, it's Luke's, time. Luke's the blockchain assassin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just like if you find a if you find a vulnerability in a coin that will just kill that coin. It seems to me that like you ought to like then uh, plan an ICO on that coin. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what the ICO is, just like. You know, do an ICO on it, like, earn as much money as you can, sell your holdings, and then, like, attack the chain yourself. Yeah. And then be like, oh, sorry, guys, that was a poorly designed chain. Not our fault. Not yeah. our fault. That's kind of like what NVST did with, like, madesafe Yeah. Well, is there <laughs> well, because the... Uh, uh, they're they're dependent are, they're on, on the MadeSafe Made Made project. I, yeah. Have you read that whole, like, document? They, they like, NVST talks about, like, how MadeSafe um, is like all of these things are like made safe has to do this before we can do this and this before we can do this and like if this doesn't happen then we can't do this we're, we're pretty sure that they're going to do it though yeah yeah, you know, that's the entire pitch of NBA's That's the entire, entire hilarious. Well, but maybe but like you said they're they NVO. have something there because it's like, oh, we, we you Sorry, know. Sorry, dawg, darn. It, it's Made safe. Except that they issued the token deliver. on Counterparty. So, like, <laughs> now they have, like, which a weird is, obligation. Which is, well, that, that's really weird, too, because, like, they're advertising that they're a DEX. Like, and, they, and they right. issued it on, I don't on think the one knew, platform that has a really good DEX. I don't so. think they knew <laughs> that, the, like, Counterparty had a DEX. I don't think they had any idea about Counterparty, <laughs> they didn't know anything about it. Oh my God! So, um, so is uh, real quick back to Tezos. Are they gonna like? Are we gonna? Are they getting sued then? Are the Brightmans being served? Like, where are we in this like lawsuit? I think you have attorneys um, like gathering information. This is the most disjointed of all the shows. <laughs> Just like hopping back and forth. I like this. A yeah, lot. we are, but that's okay. Um Well, because because when I first came across this whole Tezos thing, yeah. um, it was this one site called uh, I think Block Oh Block Esquire. That makes sense. Block by Block and Levington LLP saying there's a pending case. Um, Tezos ICO investigated for securities fraud. Contact us learn about this lawsuit. So they're filing a lawsuit. But then in this Coin Telegraph article, there's another law firm that's talking about going after Tezos. I, I'm I'm not really sure. I don't know much about uh, like this type of thing, like lawsuits like this. But it seems like there's multiple law firms filing fi- filing against Tezos. Well, that's sure. how that's how that's how I'm interpreting this. I would think so. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. We we pick. Do we? I don't know. Like can we, we get them, can we get them all? Maybe. I That'd don't be know. great. I mean w- w- I want my Tezos money. Well, we should co- I guess we can contact them and it'll be like, hey, uh, you know, we we, we, we can have we, them bid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What what are you offering? Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your strategy here? Do we get a blanket out of this or like a a, a, a jacket, a Columbia jacket, or like is there a prize? Yeah. A cooler, I maybe a know. college cooler. Do we get? Do we get? Do we get a, like a special event? I don't know, like <laughs> right. <laughs> there's like a party, like, right? Like the like the Tezo's party. Like I like this. It. <laughs> it's like a bunch of people are like well, I put money into Tezos. What happened? Oh, this is <laughs> the. F- it's just the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> the seen. Party. Like, the Tezis are great. <laughs> you have to pay with your Tezis. All your Tezis are belong to us now. Yeah. Um, as a ticket to the party, that would be great. I would love that. Well, um, or, or it'd be funny if one of them just took over Tezis and like issued it. Oh, that'd the... be great too. Ver Vercoin's over th- three dollars and twenty five cents. You're getting rich, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know why. I'm, you know, what I'm interested. Do in you still coin? have your Vercoin or what? Well, no, I bought some recently at like a uh, dollar 20, twenty after. Uh, in Pamp and Pamp? Pam? Yeah, for Pam, Pam. Oh no, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I, I put Sean, that, I put sure that as are, part of my portfolio. Yeah. Well, I still, I still try to. Shut the camera. I was like, absolutely I was like, like, the best. I like the best I mean. manager ever. Well, but but Vercoin, it blows my mind because that was like the first altcoin I looked at when like like in twenty th- like twenty thirteen. So like I was like. You know, a few months after me looking at it, I was like, "Well, that was a stupid idea. Yeah. Why didn't I even consider it?" It, yeah. it came back. Yeah, like, <laughs> of like, all the coins. That like, was the one. Like, do you remember Feathercoin? Yes. Imagine if like something like that just came back out of nowhere. It was like, "Oh my God, Feathercoin's the thing again." Like, oh it's God. probably like five hundred. I think at Chang account. had something to do with Feathercoin. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I remember one of the devs and Andreas like doing a uh, few like videos together. Like it was almost like because back then you had these guys working on these altcoins that were very like. You know, they 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 were pro Bitcoin. They weren't really into their altcoin right. as much. It was just kind of like, oh, well. I, in our, the early days, people were like experimenting too. Like, it was yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, very like, experimental. Like, but, like Feathercoin, I think had like the backings of like some tribes and shit. No, that was something. Uh, that was that oh, uh, Maza Coin, Maza Coin. That Mazacoin. was it. Coin. Yes, but I think that, that was the one <laughs> <laughs> with like uh, Lisa Chang. <laughs> well, that was that was definitely a scam. But like it, 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 maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't I think know. you know more about this than I do. So like you you worked with like a. Indian I, I guy work, for a I, while. I work with an attorney that uh, is very involved in tribal affairs, and he was like, "That was a really bullshit thing," which we know at we know it at a very different level why it's a scam. But right, apparently, was also like really not yeah, legitimate. It was really a scam. Like it was really like not a. Good... There was some other thing that may have been more tribal related, which, by the way, um, I feel like more like some of these tribes should be doing these ICOs. I don't see why not. I think they're going to get rich. Like are like, they're, like Indian yeah. coin. We'll we'll let you use it in our casino. Yeah, we oh, should do that with counterparty, by the way. That would be a great a great use. Like we'll pre sell our like casino tokens. Come to the casino and like you know use your cryptocurrency in our casino. Yeah, yeah, or online. Do online casinos. Yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. You got to find the right tribe because like there's there's a really big difference between like a few of these tribes which are like really rich and like probably don't give a fuck about this, and then you have like a like the rest which are poor and probably don't really have like the capability to pull something like this <laughs> off. Which, by the way, well, there's a tribe in Minnesota right next to like where my parents are named Mystic Lake Casino. Okay, Th- they should do this. This is perfect for them. Okay, the, well, the tribe isn't called Mystic Lake Casino. They're the Middle Wisconsin, Middle Middle Sioux Tribe or something like that, okay. and like they would be perfect. It would be it would be hilarious if they did this. Yeah, It'd be just wonderful. It'd be like put put them on the map. I would love to see like one of these tribes do like an online uh, online casino though that like allowed them like allowed you to use like their own token. Um, they should just do it with Bitcoin. But I like the idea of them making millions on like a token. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be great. And now they're worth four hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be funny if like they all they all started like following suit and started also right. are, maybe they're they listening all to the world and like, <laughs> and, like all, all of a sudden like these like these like uh, these really poor native people are like. Rolling and fucking token money. Right. So, one. by the way, okay. So, one coin is still not dead. This is blowing my mind. I like, <sighs> Jesus I keep Christ. hearing that they're dead and then they're not dead and then they're dead and then they're not dead. And then they're like accused in one country it's of like being a Ponzi and that they're like their accounts are closed. Yeah. You can't even go to their site now, by the way, if you're in the U.S. Really? Yeah. Try oh, it. Wow. Go. I'll try. Yeah. It'll tell you that you can't because well, they don't serve the United States. I'm behind a VPN right now. So, it's not going to i Where <laughs> well, are you surfing from? <laughs> well, it, uh, Oh no, I, I am actually. It's a, oh yeah, uh, this company does not work on Twitter the United States. Interesting. Well, be okay. So this article was uh was talking about OneCoin again right. and about what their future plans are going to be. They're gonna do an ICO. They're gonna do an ICO. Yeah. They're they're canceling their plans to do an IPO. Because which, which was the funniest plan in the world. I think they were <laughs> I, honestly. I think that they were saved by the bell here. I think that that was like just a punt. They're like, we'll do an IPO. Yeah. <laughs> And like they were like, okay, no one's going to let us do an IPO. They're probably in the back, the back office. Like, what the fuck do
0: we tell them? Yeah. Like
1: that was like the last ditch effort, right? That was it. Yeah. And then and then ICOs happen. And they're like, we could turn it over to the community this way. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. This is the way to. This is this. What'll be funny to me is that they they may actually like I would not be surprised. If they end up covering all of their liabilities by doing an ICO, <laughs> oh my God!
0: Can you imagine? Have you
1: considered this? Because I have considered this. Well, but hold on. Okay, so you got you got guys like OneCoin Bob yeah. that have been that, that own a lot of OneCoin. Um, but now they're going to tell him that you can buy more of the ICO token. you can ICO do the token. ICO token, which is like an equity position in the... Well it's, it's li- they'll say it's like an equity position, but there's no fiduciary duty. Yeah. Like they're going like to write some pretty robust documentation that basically says you're owning nothing. Um, and it's a, ma- it's a more legitimate way to own nothing than like doing an IPO, in which case you actually do own something. Um, it would be a portion of a Ponzi. In this case, you can own nothing and not also own a portion of the Ponzi. <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> um, like, but like, yeah, like they, like I think this, this, this could, if it would be the funniest thing in the world, if one coin covered their liabilities this way. Yeah, I would laugh so hard. Be weird, I, I, it would be really funny. That now they're legit. It'd be a weird thing because, like, that would, act, yeah, it would just, make it, and make it would become legitimate by the people that they've been telling they're legitimate to the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just, like those would be the people that pump money into it. Oh my god. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. It's it, it's it's a weirdly useful like thing for them like it, they've been they've been this like pon- obvious ponzi scam like the worst and then if they're going to do an ico and they pull if they pull it off they apparently like every year they've been saying they're going to do this ipo yeah they have been for the last like few years and but, like th- the difference is that they're that icos are actually are actually happening yeah and they, they could do it in like no time at all yeah. right i mean we're going to get into that ico <laughs> you think we should absolutely <laughs> i want i want like authority to be able to say i own some one coin right yeah and like the <laughs> Oh yeah, we should, yeah, we should get some. We'll tell we'll tell uh twenty bucks yeah. worth maybe? Like that that'll be great. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll throw there's something at that. There. Throw some uh some, real money, some, some something, maybe some butts. I'll throw some butts out at, at OneCoin. Oh, speaking of uh giant Ponzi scams globally, the uh aside from OneCoin, MMM is also like they're back being, uh, making a resurface. You know yeah, what, ML- or MLM MLM. MMM is, is is huge. Like I don't I don't think anyone in Bitcoin realizes how big they are. Yeah, they're so big that they they they're mentioned for example in like Geitner's stress test book. Really? Yeah. So even he's talking about this Correct. shit. Yeah, but. W- Okay. The, the guy's a legend. The guy who runs it is a legend. He like he did it. He ran this like giant Ponzi scheme. Mavradi, right? Mavradi, yeah, yeah. It's finally shut down. So what he does is he like runs for office in Russia so that he can't be prosecuted and wins. Yeah. And then like he, he like at this point like essentially goes around the world with n- near impunity and just. Does this Ponzi? Everywhere. How does it How <laughs> does it maintain reputation though? Uh, because he, uh, I don't, I don't. That's what I don't. The pitch of MMM is like this: is a Ponzi scheme. Put your money in before it it collapses. Yeah, that's like the pitch. <laughs> well, but so so this one article was talking about um, how it, how it plays out in Africa in, in in because they're, they're they're big in Africa too right. right now, and they go to these small churches, and they're actually pitching Bitcoin. They're actually saying. Um, you want to invest in Bitcoin. You want to put your money in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new world currency, and and, and all this, all, all the libertarian, all the libertarian rhetoric the, that's the, is they're, being they're, used They're here. the marketers that the, the, the Bitcoin mar- needed. They're marketing Bitcoin, but saying buy Bitcoin and have and hold it in our MMM wallet. Right. Okay. And they're even using the rhetoric, and they're using a lot of the discussion of like Bitcoin Cash and SegWit 2x as um, there's a lot of risk to Bitcoin. You don't want to hold your own Bitcoin. You want us to hold it for you. Because in the event of a fork, we'll be able to make sure that we're on the right chain. So a lot, a lot of the divisive so rhetoric that's going on in Bitcoin, I think they're mimicking in their pitches to a lot of these people who have who have no understanding of any of the issues going on here, saying like, oh, Bitcoin's really risky to hold on your own. Um, your Bitcoin provider is basically MMM because you can trust them. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like I, I could very well see this being the beginning of like another Albania, right? Where like... The entire GDP of like some country is going to start going into some sort of Ponzi. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely, I mean, like, look, like at, at Tezos, mm. right? $200 million. Like, I, where the fuck did that come from? You're right. Like, that's, a, that's an enormous amount of value. Yeah. Enormous amount. Um, and that, that's going into like just a shit project. Yeah. Came from people like us. But wait, what do you mean by the connection to Albania? Like, what would you? So, so Albania, there was a time when Albania had like a majority or like a huge percentage of its GDP tied up into pyramid and Ponzi schemes. Okay. And uh, and what happened is when they exploded, the entire economy collapsed <laughs> and started a civil war. And 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 it's funny um, because this happened in the nineties. And nobody knows about it. Very few people know about it. But like what it ended up doing is it allowed like IMF and these other like international organizations to basically look at a case wherein a huge amount, a huge percentage of a population are told about like some scam and it actually invest and lose money in the scam. Um, And so like they it, it, it allowed for the first time the world to basically come up with a like strategy for like dealing with that. Mm. Like seeing sort of how Albania did it so like you talk about like how like economics is sort of iterative so like they see something fail they fix it the next time they see something fail they see something analogous happen they fix it um, this is the first time that we've ever seen like a, an economy fail because it invested in like scams yeah <coughs> oh I mean there are other other times like uh, uh, the South Sea bubble probably is a good example uh, the Mississippi company is probably another good example but like this is the like maybe the first modern finance example of it. Um, except, uh, except when the American economy Failed in 98 as a result of the Beanie Baby Collapse <laughs>
0: <laughs> The great Beanie
1: Baby Collapse <laughs> it's like the, the, the great men, American collapse men, Caused by women men, men, <laughs> men came home and asked their wives Where did all our money go I I bought Tabasco <laughs> Ty Warner has it all He's a billionaire now you know You've told me that. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He, he made. He's he's still rich. He made. Yeah, he have PVC pellets. Wait, what? That's what's in the beanies. They're little PVC pellets. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, he's he's a billionaire. He like one of the richest people in the world as a result of beanie babies. And he's like kind of a recluse as well. Uh, huge into plastic surgery. Very vain. Absolutely in his looks. Um, also, like a very like kind of a little man. Weird. Short, short guy. I, I think he's short. I don't know how tall he actually is. Where does he? Uh, where does he reside? In a cave. Where does he? Oh, in a cave. That's in a Chicago. Place. Oh, in Chicago. Yeah, he What's owns. Th- there he is. Look oh, at look guy. at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at him. He oh, looks like yeah, a, dude. He's he's a prissy he looks face. Like a, he looks like a prissy face. Kind of he has a, those glasses. Very much a ladies. Look, like, oh, when he was younger, him. he was like very much a ladies' man. This is how I remember him. Oh look, it's like he's picture a of him being young. That's a quack the duck. Oh quack quackers, quackers. Oh, that's one of the yeah. Um I pictured. I pictured like a, I pictured like a, a very different image of this guy. No, not at all. This I was guy, thinking like he's the guy he's that on Snapchat. I think. Of, I don't know. No, why I no, no, that no. That. So, so Ty Warner is like. This is like a guy that's a little bit older than that. Yeah. Well, you have to understand. So, like, you know how Elon Musk is obsessed with electric cars? Yes. Ty Warner. Is obsessed with plush toys. Really? In the way that Elon Musk is obsessed with electric cars. So he's re- he was really into this shit. Like, he was, like, very More than you know. So he started out... Like, Ty Warner started out at, like, uh, uh, what, what, like the fucking, like, the teddy bear. The, like, the famous teddy bears. Um, uh, but he started out, like, basically doing teddy bear sales. No, not Build-A-Bear. This uh, is uh, like, long sport. <laughs> <laughs> that popped into my head. I don't know why. Um, um, those are, are they still around? Do people still do Build-A-Bear? Yeah, well, I'm my sure they do, like, that. in Maine and shit. I was, shit. like, a little kid. Um, but said, like, I don't know, like gunned or something like that. Like, uh, he, was he was, he was one of these like major may, I can't remember what the fuck it is, but I, it was like the mainest, uh, Stife maybe, I think st- maybe Stife, I don't know. but he started out like doing teddy bears and he like was pitching them like these plush toys and they like wouldn't do it. So he goes off and like, um, he starts his own company and he does tie and he like does like little bears for years and years and years. And the entire time is working on this like concept for like plush toys. And uh, eventually, like you know comes up on the beanie baby, starts like bringing them to these like trade shows and I've, I've talked to this about, about this before like like the notion of like a completionist, a person that like needs a list right. um, in order to like complete a set so like he starts like releasing these beanie babies, and uh, in Chicago, they start becoming like a little bit of a hot commodity and they this is like in Chicago they're they're hot like so hot that you can't get them anywhere in Chicago. like there's like a group of women in particular that are purchasing them, and no one can get them mm-hmm. but like Ty has this distribution network I, in fact like you can go back and look there are these like Ty commemorative bears from the 80s that are just like they're poseable bears they're like little toys they're plastic like not plastic but they have plastic parts their arms move they're, they look nothing like beanie babies they're just like, like stiff teddy bears like standard teddy bears mm-hmm. um, and he had a bunch of these little like little Ty creatures um, and then when he does the beanie babies like they start like selling out in Chicago and so he uses his distribution network and these beanie babies are going everywhere and they're just kind of sitting on shelves Right? Mm-hmm. So you have this weird thing happen where now all of these people who've never heard of Beanie Babies but have them on their shelves like these like, hallmarks and everything else because like, Ty has like, got this like, distribution network and he's now selling them Beanie Babies. You've got these women in Chicago who are going gaga over them. You have the rest of the country that has never heard of Beanie Babies ever in the history of like Beanie Babies, um, and what they start doing is because they start these trade groups and they start like selling them in Chicago for like decent amounts of money, and nobody like nobody like they have like their sort of Bitcoin Pizza moment right, right. and uh, these these women are trading these Be- Beanie Babies back and forth like trying to basically get the whole set because one of them have put together a list that tells you what the whole set is and they're all trying to complete their list, mm. so they start calling all of the other stores all around the country starting to import beanie babies like they, they they'll call hallmarks and these like these these con- these like weird little stores in the middle of nowhere are getting these calls from these women mm hmm and they're asking the stores to, like, send them their entire stock of, like, their Beanie Babies. Like, if they're getting Humphrey the Camel or something like that, they're like, I'll take all of them. Like, they'll, they'll just get them all from these, like, stores outside of Chicago. And they're calling stores in Germany. Like, all of these women are basically trying to figure out where they can get their Beanie Babies from mm. in the early days. So right? it's basically all the demands coming from women in Chicago. In Chicago. And, all these and they're, all they're all sucking these up the inventory from all over the world. And, all these, and people around the world are going, holy fuck, people are buying up. These beanie babies, right? That's kind of correct. Okay, and then what happens is as newspapers start to pick up on this group in Chicago trading and like selling their their beanie babies, and someone sells a beanie baby for like like they buy it for like six bucks and sell it for I don't know like a hundred or a thousand or something like that, and like a newspaper runs an article on it, and this is like sort of the beginning of the craze where mm. like it like exits like it, it achieves exit velocity in Chicago and goes off, and like women all over the country start looking for these things. Mm. And that's the beginning of the end. Like, uh, like so. Ty then starts acting kind of like a Federal Reserve and chokes the supply of these things and grows it and grows it and grows it until he gets to like the final Beanie Babies uh, generation, where like he um, issues like uh, like Iggy and St- and uh, Lizzie and not Lizzie but Iggy um, and like oh, l- <laughs> you know the, I of course I know the beanies uh, like I think Hissy and a bunch of these others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like i remember this distinctly i went to the mall of america and you would get beanie babies at the mall of america from the stands in the middle of the aisle and okay. I would, so i so the day the day that this was going to be released um i showed up at mall of america there was a shop there that i would sell my beanie babies to called big Al's barn i think it was or something <laughs> like that like he would sell uh little like model tractors and also uh, beanie babies. <laughs> so, like I, I get in line for this thing, and mm-hmm. like they release the entire new generation of beanies. They announced the retirements of the old beanie babies. And you get in there and you just go and you you would they would have one like a, a one beanie baby rule per person. And this fucking line was probably, you, you don't like how you go to the, in fact, like you go you go to the mall and you see the iPhone lines. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know, a quarter mile long. This thing was like twice that size. Mm. Everyone was was there to get these, and, and and what was really amazing and astounding and should have been a red flag for everybody is they had enough beanies for every single person in that line. They didn't run out. And and yeah. this didn't happen just in, Ma- in Mall right, of which, America, which would have been the indication, right? That, yeah. This didn't happen just in Mall of America. It happened all over the all over the country. Mm. And there's a bunch of them too. Like uh, that was that was one where they released like uh, a, a a little rooster named uh, Strut. Or uh, named Doodle that they later had to change to Strut, I think it was, or maybe vice versa. But like um, if, you look at the, if you look at the Beanie Babies uh, as they were rising in price, this, this Beanie Baby with the, the, the poor tag, the, the wrong tag, was only out for like two weeks. And it, it never really went up in price because so many people got the wrong, like the, the Beanie with the wrong tag. Mm. Um, and like that's huh. th- so th- the market got flooded. Just right. flooded. And so uh, there were a couple, like, uh, not, not too long after that, the prices just kind of collapsed. But, like, what's amazing about the story to me more than anything is that Ty literally built this entire economy knowing full well that he was trying to cause a craze and that he could do this with plush toys, he, he, he thought. He was able to. And he did it um, in a way that he acted like the Federal Reserve and choked supply and made sure that, like, the price skyrocketed mm-hmm. on these things. All the while selling them all for like seven bucks a piece. Huh. So he... Which is... Yeah. Because like you, that, that that's what they would retail for. But then they would like appreciate... And People would like bought would spend a lot of money to get these because right. they they were basically. Well, like I th- I think it's funny because I remember I remember they these, were really these female collectors, I would go to their houses, the, the houses, these like the children, they would like have these shelves filled with beanie babies, and I would talk to them and they would they would tell me about their prized collection of beanie babies. They wouldn't let you touch them. Um, these beanie babies were usually out there displayed like a, a prize, um, often out in the open, but like, you know, they're they're plush, so you could like kind of dust them off, but they would all have tag protectors on, you know, whatever. Um, they would hate it if you touched them. They did not want you touching them. And they these women would talk about like how they were going to save like the Beanie Babies were going to pay for their child's college and how these were works of art that they were preserving like it, it is one of the most in, in my mind it, it was like one of the most salient events as a result of like the fact that I, I remember the surety with which these adults would tell me the child that these things were going to be valuable forever Mm. and that there was no way that they could lose their value and that, like, we, they were going to be very rich and they would never have to worry about money again as a result of the fact that they had 14 or 15 Garcia the Bears, which are <laughs> very rare, and that they had seven or eight Tabasco the Bulls, which they bought before uh, they got, like, Ty got sued and had to change it to snort and change the hoof color. Oh, did that happen? Yeah, of course. Like Tabasco. The Bu- remember, there was that like bowl that was like a five hundred dollar Beanie Baby. I remember there being like a. B- that sounds. R- was it red? It was probably red. It was right? all red. Yeah, Tabasco the bowl. Okay, because I remember like a red bowl being like really rare. Right. That's so th- they I got remember, sued. I don't, I don't remember, remember much it about by, this, like, but yeah. Tabasco okay, the bowl, but they got sued by a, a Tabasco company. I, I don't remember <laughs> if it was Tabasco <laughs> that sued them or if it was the uh, if the Chicago Bulls sued them. But like, so this is sh- th- 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 like Tabasco the bowl was an all red bowl. Oh, I'm And stupid. as a result, Tabasco yeah. sauce is actually a company. Yeah, I thought Tabasco sauce. I know that, dude. No, I know. I was, like, I was like, the only, the yeah. only, the only thing that, like, like, why would you, like, uh, the only legitimate hot sauce is Tabasco? Why would you get another hot sauce? Cholula. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they had to change it to Snort. And when Snort came out, they actually changed the color of the hooves to white. See? Ah. So that's how you can tell the difference. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what's, what's amazing about Beanie Babies to me is that there are huh. actually, like, a th- most of them crashed in value, but there are a few that retained their value, like Peanuts, the Royal Blue Elephant. Okay, so at the height of the beanie baby craze, peanut the royal Blue elephant was worth five thousand dollars, oh wow, yeah, and it's uh peanut th- so now, if well. you can find a peanut the royal blue elephant, an actual one, um it's probably worth like twenty five hundred to three thousand, wow. so like if you yeah like, well here's one for for eight hundred, maybe I'll buy that one there you <laughs> go, yeah, well, I mean, it's possible that some of these are gonna like either retain value or even go up for. So I don't know what's... Would you call it, like, a sentimental reason? Like I, I don't, don't know, know. but do, do, you know what's, do you know what's really funny to me is that the original people, that these women that were in Chicago, do you know what a lot of them became? Who? So a number of them did things like start magazines, you know, Beanie Baby-based magazines and such. Okay. Um. So that's that's what a lot of them did. But then after beanies kind of, like, became not a, a thing anymore, a lot of them went off and they were so into Beanie Babies. They saw the rise of the Beanie Baby um, that they became so adept at things like identifying... Uh, what was fake and what was not? That a lot of them now have things like services that will like authenticate your Beanie Baby. Huh. So they 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 a lot of, a lot of the women from the original group in Chicago still have Beanie Baby based jobs. That's amazing, right? Because they they they, they specialize in understanding like what was. Uh, they, they specialized in, in, in understanding Beanie babies in and the, the production cycle and everything else. Uh, and they've <laughs> seen everything from, like, the, the, the thing is just, like, a lot of them know where, like, every, like, a, a peanut, the royal blue elephant, there were only a few made, right? There were, I don't know, maybe maybe 900 made or something like that. And uh, it was, it's one of the actual rare ones. And they probably know where 50% of them are or something like that. So, mm. like, there's actual provenance here. And it's really funny that, like, people track it. Huh. It's, it's amazing to me. That is interesting. Uh-huh. Wow. Mind blown? It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Like, it's just... It's just, You, you know, you, you, I, I've heard you talk about Beanie Babies a few times, and every time you talk about it more, like, there's just more interesting shit to, like, Well, it's fun because there's a lot of parallels to, like, Bitcoin. But, like, right. we talk about, like, bubbles and stuff, and, um, I mean, it's one of my favorite subjects. The reason I like Beanie Babies is because they're so they they i it was one of those things that like i've gotten to live through bitcoin in a mm-hmm. way that like most people won't ever have gotten to i don't think i for me at least i f- i feel very lucky in that i got to be here at bitcoin very early um and i got to watch everything and mm-hmm. i ended up being an observer, an observer in a way that like I think very few people get to observe something, and, and it was the same. It was the same with Beanie Babies. I, I did Beanie Babies when I was like in fourth grade, fifth grade. I don't know, maybe not quite that, like sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, um, and I like my dad was just weirded out by it. And the amount of lessons that I pulled out of there are amazing. And what's funny is I was really young, and I don't think that I knew that I learned those lessons then, Uh. and I didn't know exactly what I was going to apply to today. But like, I made my dad do things like carry me all around town, going to every McDonald's to get every single teeny beanie. Mm. Every one. Um, When McDonald's had the promotional... Yeah, yeah. The, the first one I remember, like I, I called every McDonald's everywhere to see if they had the teeny beanies that I was missing, and we'd go there, we'd get them. Um, I remember, like my dad had, like we would never, we would eat the hamburgers, we'd throw the hamburgers out and just take the teeny beanies. Um, and then we figured out that you could just buy the teeny beanies, and then a lot of other people figured that out. So like McDonald's unlimited it; you could only buy the teeny beanies if you actually bought the Happy Meal. It was really weird. Um, but, like, yeah, like he hmm. would take me around and we bought all of the teeny beanies and it was like he, he participated. And I got to say, like, I, I think when we talk about like what we appreciate in our parents, one of the, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about my dad is he never complained. He just kind of watched. I don't, I, I want, I want to know now what the fuck he thought I was doing. Did he think maybe you just have a a fun hobby and No, he thought I had a nose for value is what he thought. Like he, Oh, he, he thought you So he, he, he did. When, he, he I, he thought thought when I was really like young. strike it. Okay, so he thought something you were weird. Like, like cuz he yeah. did the same thing. Like my dad would loan me money for my weird hobbies. Like, for example, I got into like Pokemon cards for a while and uh, one time my dad gave me $1000 so that I could go purchase the entire stock of Pokemon cards from Toys R Us. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I went there, I bought every single one. I categorized them and then I sold them for 2. Two thousand, yeah. Oh, see so I, I made money. Yeah, like I, its funny now because like I look back on that and I was like, if I'd held them, those cards are worth a lot more now. Yeah, um, they were like the first edition, like like Pokemon cards. But I've I've been through so how, many. How much of have these? Pokemon cards appreciated? Oh shit, tons! Like those first editions from that like first series. Fuck, I gotta oh go. my god, dude. I so much. I got into. I have a few cards. I don't have. To, I'd have to go back and look at that. They're somewhere. Just. But that's interesting. I mean, like I have these I, I, I had a shiny Charizard. Is that worth anything? Or well, it depends. So you can have that. a shiny Char... No, you can have a shiny Charizard. Like, I sh- why do I know this stuff? This is so like sad. You can, have, <laughs> you can have a shiny Charizard from the first edition Pokemon series. Okay. And it's worth uh, maybe fifty to a hundred bucks. Okay. Right. Which is good. If you have a first edition Charizard. Okay. Um, then, then you're talking like a completely different realm. So this one here is a oh wow ten gem mint uh, shiny Charizard from a different series. That's that's not even the right series. So we're talking here. So like uh, uh, here we go fifteen hundred bucks for that wow. one. Wow. And I think if it's perfect, if it's ten gem mint, I think it's more like twenty thousand. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Really. Uh huh. They really did appreciate. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I have any uh, the these, but like. I remember. I remember the shiny Charizard being like a huge thing. There you go. Wow. Set of ten. Fish. Set of Someone ten for fifty thousand. Fifty. Oh, a set of ten. I think no. Oh, PSA ten. Oh, gem okay. mint ninety nine Pokemon card first edition. They're selling it for fifty thousand bucks. Fifty thousand. No, it's dollars? not a set of ten. So it's it's a gem a ten gem mint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Bro, I think that, that that that's more than the uh, the Lotus card in Magic the Gathering. I always thought yes. the Lotus card was the most expensive card because it, well, it might right be now. Th- I don't know. It goes for thir- it went for like thirty grand. Yeah. The last time I checked, yeah, I didn't know a Pokemon card was going for fifty fucking. Grand. Dude, I mean, some of the Venus Venusaur here for like the first edition is sixty five hundred. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, the uh uh black 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 lotus. Yeah, what black lotus. Black lotus um, is the name of the the Magic the Gathering card. I mean, these things these things have value. Like, I, I don't know if it's uh if it's just nostalgia or what it is that drives the value. So this one's here eight thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, fourteen thousand for this one. Uh, nine. This is a gem nine. Like, I, I, I don't. Oh, this one's signed by christopher rush who must be the uh the artist huh jesus christ yeah i mean like that's the thing like I, I don't know if these things gain value because of nostalgia or what it is but like a lot of them do retain value in really strange weird ways mm-hmm. um and and like i see in 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 these things that we call bubbles like i i don't know i don't i don't know what i think about that because like They're like sure they're plush toys and sure they like you can argue that they're not that valuable, but like at what point is it not a bubble? So like for example, Peanut the Royal Blue Elephant is still being sold for thousands of dollars. Mm. So like the fact that it's twenty five hundred a day, was it unreasonable that it was five thousand back then? I don't know. Um, and if it was five thousand, was it unreasonable that like other ones were one hundred or two hundred? Like you're you're kind of like trying to it's 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 a mad rush to like figure out what is valuable. And as like it takes it takes years and years for people to kind of figure out what it is that they actually want. And why is a peanut the royal blue elephant valuable? I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's cause like it, it in fact created value. I, I don't know. I don't know how like it, it, like collectible, the, the where collectibles sit in, like, the pantheon of, like, economic discussion is a very weird thing for me. I don't understand it. Because, like, it's like we talk about, like, like Thaler, for example, who we'll talk about in a sec, mm-hmm. um, likes to talk about how, like, you know, like, divorcing fundamental value of something from, like, its actual value is an example of market inefficiency. And I, I don't, like, I don't know how you do that with... Wait. Repeat that again. Like, like the notion so that there's that there's sure a fundamental I mean, yeah. value. So, like, okay, uh, you know, there there's like, ins- there are a few cases that you can, but sometimes you can figure out exactly what the price of like some security is. Okay. He thinks. So he gives a few examples of those, and then he'll say like, and then it was mispriced in this way, and it was an irrational mispricing. How could that possibly have happened? So I don't know where 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 do collectibles fall into that? I don't know how to parse that because like collectibles have no re- value apart from the fact that people want them. Right. Right? They're like where does it, why is a peanuts the royal blue elephant worth 5000 bucks? Right. I don't know. Well, imagine being a kid and your parents buying or looking for a, a peanuts blue elephant, you know? Like it could be something really subjective where like the value in it is coming from people remembering it was valuable and having like a weird meaning attached to it so they want to like hold it again. Like yeah. it's just well, th- that's the well, thing. There's, like, there's it could just the, be nostalgia. nostalgia. It, it could very right. well be nostalgia, but I don't think the price of that, that beanie ever really fell much. I, like, even if it's half, but like half throughout like the past twenty years of a plush toy. Like, uh, to me, that's remarkable, and I wouldn't be surprised if hundred years from now it's worth quite a bit, just because like it, it represents like a historical phenomenon. Um, like, I, I've been collecting as many beanies as I can. Just because I like to collect things of like, you know, bubble examples, like yeah. things that people think are bubbles or whatever. So like for me, that's like I, I collect these things. And there's a few. I mean, that's why I do it. But there's a few that are just like, you know, valuable. Like I look at like Lizzie, Lizzie the Lizard. <laughs> um, <laughs> to Lizzie the tie-dye lizard is, I don't know, like a couple hundred bucks, maybe 300 bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I, I was a little kid and my grandmother was like oh you gotta buy like she was buying us these beating right she was doing i really to like save away for college well she yeah i remember there you a, go yeah she thought this would be like a good investment to have and like, like i i just wanted to play with them and she was like don't take the tag off don't take the tag off and, like, my, my grandma was such a bitch she would like open up the tag and just like spend it and be like oh who cares and I'm like you just well, you just ruined that for me i just spent i spent three hours online for that thank you oh S- stupid grandma <laughs> god damn it grandma i was glad when she died <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Grandma. <laughs> My fucking Beanie Baby. No, <laughs> no but, like, uh, another fact about Beanie Babies, uh, the first Beanie Baby was Patty the Platypus. It uh, There were original nine, but Patty the Platypus was one of his first designs. It was named after his girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Patty. Huh. Patty. Yeah. Huh. Uh, how would you like to be named after a platypus? <laughs> or have a platypus <laughs> named every, after like, you? This is what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> Should you make a duck bill face like? Yeah, that's right. She probably like was like doing duck face before anyone else. Well, it, when you talk about it being like a female led uh, bubble, mm-hmm. like I'm wondering for like some weird uh, like digital scarcity to be like a big thing amongst women. Like some weird like I don't know like like let's say like a Snapchat filter that's right. rare that right. you have to like buy or something. So I don't know I would not like know like like I, like wouldn't mind, I would like, like to see there like as equality happens, like as women become more equal to men, I want to see women lead more bubbles. I think that it's incredibly unfair that men tend to have to be the ones to lead these like lead us down the road to like economic perdition. yeah I think that women <laughs> should I think that, I think that women I think, we need I think women, women to need more this. responsibility. <laughs> they need to take more responsibility. Uh, Toward leading the world to like stupid risk taking. Yeah. Um, And I think Beanie Babies was like a great dipping your toe in the water. I don't think that you did a great job, women. I think that you could have probably collapsed more of the economy. You did, mm-hmm. um, and maybe next time, like maybe next time, try your hand at something other than plush toys, yeah. Right? I think there's other things out there that you could, like, you know, um, you could throw your husband's money away, th- right? You can <laughs> throw your husband's <laughs> money away in other ways. Like, or that or was the other thing that beanie babies were definitely like women taking their husband's money, yeah. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> this wasn't like women income, it was like no, it was no, like it, was was it was like household, right? It was like household, like, <laughs> like it was the 90s, it was before women worked, <laughs> um, no, like. They call um, it, uh, but I would like women to see in the workforce hadn't risen high I, enough. I yet. am I am <laughs> curious as to what other like I, I I think I think that this would be a weird like as intersectional like intersectionalism takes hold and like more women are doing studies. Honestly, like I would like to see more female led bubbles studied. I, I there have to be others. I just think it's really interesting. I, I, there has to be, and uh, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be. You, you see more and more, maybe outside of America on the West. Like you see them in, like I don't know, like China, India, like other countries. Okay, and right. And I, but, I bet that bet bet they're have, so interesting because but like you've never had in, a time America, where there's more women that have disposable income that may be looking for like hobbies or something. But beanie babies prove that you don't need disposable income. You can spend your husband's money. So, like, I, I'm yeah. just saying, like, well, like but, I, I think that these, I think yeah. that they would be so interesting because, like, I like. Men, men have had like weird, like thing, like like the invention of paper money f- from the Mississippi Company, like this thing, like destroyed economies, and then like again, South Sea Bubble, like this was a this was a bold, a bold scam that probably saved a country, and like, <laughs> 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 like the stories of it are amazing, like. Yeah. Um, they persist for centuries. Right. There's there's one amazing story where like the prices were fluctuating so much in the South Sea Bubble um, that like. Uh, you would get like daily price quotes, right? Like you wouldn't, you, you didn't know exactly uh what the price of these things were. Okay. Um. So there's a story. I think it's a South Sea bubble that this is the story from. Like there's a story of like a a, a, a man. Uh, who has a bunch of shares in the South Sea bubble and it gets to a price that he looks he opens up his newspaper and he he looks at the price and it gets to a price that he's very comfortable with so he takes his servant he says hey servant I need you to go and sell my shares at this price it looks like a good price to me so his servant goes and by the time his servant has gotten there the price has risen like fourfold or something like that so he like sells it for the price that the the master wants he takes the the money off the top he brings it back he gives it to his master he quits and then he leaves and lives in America (laughs) (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. These are I mean, the stories from this are, are just phenomenal. Like again, it's just very Bitcoin. But like it'd be like, what would happen if Bitcoin were in a world where you didn't have like price information at your fingertips? Right. It'd be like, hey Jeeves, so like, why don't you go down to the the local market and sell my Bitcoins? I like this. I like this one thousand dollar price. Yes. So Jeeves goes off and he gets there and Bitcoin is now six thousand dollars. <laughs> so he's like, oh, okay, okay, I'll sell it for, for six sixty 6, two hundred. Okay, someone takes it and like he goes back and like, here's your thousand dollars coin master and like he's like god ah, thank you Jeeves, you know and then he like he's like i, I quit and then <laughs> just runs off like that's that that would be like that would be like, be drives like off to the Lambo. right just get, <laughs> like, gets his, first he like on his way back he he, dr- he stops he gets a lamborghini and he, he drives to his master's house gives him money and then he like <laughs> drives it to america and like never to be heard from again the guy yeah. just like retires um like these are the stories that come out of these like weird ass like moments in history where people are like getting greedy and throwing their money away but at the same time there is like weird innovations that come out of a lot of these things um namely like again uh, like mississippi company comes like uh, like paper money essentially comes out of the mississippi company um you know the financial crisis i guess bitcoin comes out. <laughs> um i like guess it's a little different but like uh but like a lot of these like these scams do produce weird tangential side effects mm. um that like are sort of unforeseen yeah which blows my mind oh yeah it's uh I mean, again, like, uh, Albania, like, a, a great, like, case study. Like, it probably produced an u- enormous amount of economic value, being a tiny country that was, like, willing to, like, collapse under the, like, uh, investment of pyramid schemes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll do that. We'll run that experiment. So, like, they did that, and, like, it, it just, the amount of, the amount of value we have now for that it, is, is, is it, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to draw, like, a shitty analogy, but, like. I don't know. Imagine like the world at, at war, trying to like kill each other and like kill each other in the most like uh-huh. crazy way, led to the invention of like the atomic weapon, like or the atomic bomb, nuclear weapons, right? Which, which is, was no good, which is bad. But maybe uh, Dude, you because re- because we, because it, because, it, because we all survived through any threat of that uh, in the future, we maybe look back on it and go, well, that that led to the advent of like nuclear energy or something. You right? got to re- so, like, yeah, was right. Well, so so a negative thing at the time. Led to innovations that ended up being like a net positive. Speaking of, you have to read the book Last Train from Hiroshima. Okay. Oh my God. It is the most descriptive account of like the bomb blast I've ever read. Really? It is a long book and it is just, it is like you sit there just reading it, like, ah. At the end of the book, like it was, I don't feel like the book had a political agenda other than just to tell the story, but you finish that book and you're like, we cannot have nuclear weapons. Mm. it it is it is the most it's like a first-hand account oh my god no it's like lots of first-hand accounts okay it's it's like it's like the the bomb from like 30 perspectives um with explanations of like like there's like a lot of weird stuff like for example people that were right under the bomb a number of them uh didn't die really yeah but they both survival has been horrible no no a lot of them didn't die and they were fine but they were really close to the they were in proximity of where the bomb was R- like right had. under it so what happened to them i it, it's like how the fuck did they even they mean? were in a kind of house that they think like may have like shielded the way that like the bomb blast was huh and like was it, not penetrated by you know whatever they were under a table or something like no one like it's it's a little weird there's huh. a number of people that survived both bombs Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I've heard of weird things where they left Hiroshima after the bomb and then went over to Nagasaki. And, and then and they, and they got then exploded they got, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's 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 Jesus. stories of people that were like miles and miles out of the city that like didn't get touched by it. But like, got blinded because it was so fucking bright. They're like, what the fuck is. Oh, I- I'm done. Um, there's stories of people who were fine mm-hmm. and then hours later started like b- bleeding out every orifice because like iron atoms are apparently like shoot forth from the bomb and like sh- hit you like a bullet. And so you don't even know that you're hit. And then all of a sudden, like later on, um, you're just. Your intestines liquefy. Things just and happen. Like sh- and things like just happen. To oh, God. It's just awful. That is so like, you start cool. like bleeding out your skin and stuff. Um, there's weird stories of, like, people that were behind white paper, which, uh, like, reflected, uh, I think reflected the light, um, and, like, 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 I think a teacher had, like, snowflakes on her windshield, or on her windshield, on her window, and, like, the, the bomb did it, and her face, like, got burned in, like, the parts of the snowflake that, like, weren't there. Oh, wow. It's just very weird. Like, this stuff, like... You read that book, and it is the weirdest account. The last train from like from Hiroshima. Last train, yeah, it was, it was okay. the most amazing like account I've ever read. My huh. gr- yeah, which which blew my mind. Yeah, I've never I, read I, anything like that. I, I just assumed people were yeah. I, I didn't know there were that many weird details about. Oh that my though. god, you, you got to wow. read it. Like it, yeah. it blew. I, like I had no idea how like horrific this thing was. Like you hear about it, but like when you read it, and you're like the first account. You're like just kind of, like, oh my god, holy fuck, how yeah. did how did that happen? Like, how did the world get to a place where, like, we were willing to do that to another group of people? And it, it's very sad. I, like, uh, that said, like, you know, World War Two was just a clusterfuck in itself. So, like, I, I, you know, I can't judge that generation at all for that mm. by any means. You yeah, know? that was a... Um, we, we, we did a calculation at one point deciding that it was better to... Well, we at the time better. it seemed that way, yeah. It, maybe it was. I don't know. I, who knows? But like Japan, like we destroyed Hiroshima. It's gone. You know, like all the history there would be. Like, what if you like exploded New York in that way? Mm. You know, like which I, you know, was probably the plan, um, by somebody. <laughs> it was, like it was, it was obscene. Anyhow, so. Uh, Speaking of horrific projects, today <laughs> today's today's show is brought to you by Penicium, Uh the blockchain <laughs> the blockchain card game. Uh, this week, I was actually given some Penicium, uh oh. cards. Yeah, did you see this thing? It was it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is hilarious. You gotta you gotta check this out. Um, what is it? Like you said, it was a Game of Thrones character. I, I had no idea. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I, if you bring it up, like I can, I can check out the name. God, um, what's the fuck? Let me give a second. But okay. hold on, guys. Well, we'll uh p- we a Ram- uh, Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Bolton. He's like holding like a sausage in his he's hand. He's holding a sausage. And in his hand. And he's kind of like looking he's weird. <laughs> looking weird. Like I like this a lot. <laughs> he's a very, he's a very evil person in the uh, the Game of Thrones right. show and well, book two, which I prefer. But anyway, he's a, he's a very bad guy and uh, he's known for uh, uh, flame people and uh, one of the one of the other characters in the book he actually flays his dick off. Right. Okay, um, great. So that's kind of where this this reference comes from, which is a great little card. So so they they're doing cards. That's kind of what the well yeah, and they, they, so they uh, what they're excited about right now I think is they've actually constructed a wallet. Um I don't want to endorse any wallets. I don't want to endorse anything, mm-hmm. but I do want to tell you that at pants.punisium.com, they have a <laughs> logo of some underwear. <laughs> oh my so god. I, I don't know what I don't know what says trustworthiness more. Than having underwear uh, as your logo, pants.penisium.com. If if you don't use their wallet, um, which again <laughs> I will not endorse any wallet because I don't know what the fuck anyone's done with this shit. Yeah. But I do. I, I will say this made me laugh. This is hilarious. This made me laugh so hard. <laughs> What a great project! Yeah, so and, and and another endorsement. Uh, speaking of endorsements, I think that DJ Skrilla is going to be making a new song for us at the beginning of the show. Oh, great. I, I told him that we'd pump him. Um, as a result of that, like I, I think that uh, just you know every episode we play it, and we'll make sure that he gets a little mention. But I'm very excited about it. If you if you want, I think you can get his music on SoundCloud, DJ Skrilla, and uh, he's he's done a lot of like Pepe stuff too. I think, which is hilarious. Yeah, I've seen him around uh, doing some. I, well, I know that I know that music, they're in so. the in the Pepe wallet. There is, I believe, a card that you can that you have to buy in order to hear his music. It plays a special feature in the Pepe wallet, um, so it, like it's an unlocked token, okay. which I think is great. I love that. I, I love the. Um, I love, like, having, like, that, that, that feature where you have yeah. to have a token in order to, like, get access to stuff. Well, there, there actually is a there's few there's places a, like that, right. on, <laughs> on, which most people don't know about. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that. There is there's a uh, Seth episode, episode two, I think, which is... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the rarest Pepe of them all. It's a very rare um, episode. Can can actually be accessed through that uh, through that mechanism. I think you have to have a John Seth Pepe in order to get there. Yeah. But, like, uh, not that... I, I don't think I even own a John Seth Pepe, by the way. I'm not even allowed to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> oh, I bought those. Oh, really? I want to have some of those. Well, you're, the, you're probably the reason the price went up that way. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say, too, is there may or may not be uh, a secret telegram room somewhere where if you buy a different Pepe, you get access I've to heard it. This, yeah, yeah. I've heard this. Yeah, I've heard tell of this. Uh, oh, yeah yeah um, i only have, pe- <laughs> I have a couple <laughs> pepes i bought and then like uh, a few that have been given to me i i do love my pepes um i, mm. I think joe looney is is the funniest of all the pepe holders <laughs> like I, like he talks about his pepes like they're like like he loves them he loves the pepes yeah he'll tell you yeah he's uh i'll tell you about the pepes I, I, he's I, married too i can't believe that guy has a wife because like i would think that like Someone that into, like, rare Pepe and into that stuff, like, would just, like, she would have left him long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what the fuck are you into? <laughs> like, what what the fuck is this? Well, can you imagine, like, like, the wife doesn't, you know, she may not know a whole lot about, like, Pepe and stuff, but then she hears that it's, like, this racist frog and right. goes, oh, my husband, like, collects... You know, yeah. I, like, I like the idea of, like, talking about this at work, like, like yeah, <laughs> like, like Hillary Clinton says that, like, Pepe's racist, uh, he's a racist <laughs> meme, and then, and then, uh, well, he's not as racist as Giga by the way, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Pepe, the, the Pepe's a racist meme, and, uh, <laughs> Giga everybody Google Giga Pepe's a racist man, which which is which is fine. Okay, um, you can, you can and then and then and then her husband collects them. Like that, that that to me is like, like I don't know how you tell your wife <laughs> that. Like I hate to break it to you, love. I collect I, I collect Pepe's. Yeah, yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> he also runs he runs the he really infrastructure really <laughs> for re, them. right. All, all of all of the modern Pepe, all of the modern Pepe trade takes place on his platform. Yeah. So like, like, out of his house. <laughs> He's definitely on an FBI list. I think that's uh, I think that's a lesson here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of penicillium, so like uh, apparently the Nobel Prize in Economics was uh, <laughs> was named this week. <laughs> was what was this week. happened? Was was yeah? It was uh it was named and, and Roger Thaler. Mm-hmm. R- R- Roger. Roger? <laughs> no, it's Richard <laughs> Thaler. <laughs> <laughs> Roger <laughs> Thaler. I changed his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Richard Thaler Rich. won. Um, Richard Thaler Yay. Is, is, is phenomenal. Sh- Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> I, I wish that I, I wish that I'd gotten Thaler on the show before he won because now he'll just never come on because he's important. Yeah, and I was important. Now I yeah. was, was all famous and shit. Yeah, so like I, I got, <laughs> you know, I think I think the University of, uh, of of Chicago has had something like ninety professors be named as uh, as Nobel laureates in economics. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, which is phenomenal. I think that like, there's an article in the New York Times right now about um, how they got there. They asked the president uh, right now of, uh, the current president of Chicago, you uh, Chicago, how they got so, like, amazing. <laughs> how, I think they have currently, like, five or six Nobel laureates on their economic staff They're in their finance department. Um, and he basically says, like, it, it, not so many words. He doesn't quite say this, but I think he basically says that they've taken a stand against, like, in, intersectionality, and that's how they got there. Did he really say that? He didn't quite say that. He said that like. But he like he said that, like, that it may have been due to like not he adhering said, to right. He said they don't they don't like they don't like bow t- they don't kowtow to these like new stupid trends. Um, they they avoid it. He says that like he can't believe that like universities are becoming bastions of like. Uh, I don't think he says feminism, but he kind of implies it. Um, weird or, feminism. or postmodernism and, and, and Marxist. Like, right? That, that kind of weird stuff. And, and he says very simply, yeah. like he says very simply that they've assumed that, and that he says he goes, and it's very sad to him because he invites, he sees in China where they're like encouraging people um, to start thinking for themselves, and he says that's what Chicago's like. Where he, whereas at other universities, um, a lot of students are being told what to think, and that they're not allowed to discuss certain ideas. Mm-hmm. So, like that, that's kind of the like the 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 important the crux of it he says that at chicago they don't do that and uh and instead they encourage people to think and then he he gives us like dire warning which i thought was like really crucial which is where your universities go so goes your country which i think was like really like a little bit serious Uh, if i were to him i might have substituted that for like a fart joke but like (laughs) (laughs) but like i you know like he might be right like honestly like as i see people like you at this point in, in American culture, you need a degree to become something like in terms of like like let's say a leader, like a, 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 a politician or something like that. So if you have if you go to university and you're being taught like that, there are certain ideas you're not allowed to talk about, like fucking a. And it's on both sides, by the way. It's both conservatives and it's like liberals. A Boy Scout got kicked out of his troop this week for asking a gun control question of a senator because he was like pr- uh, anti uh, anti guns. This little like twelve year old. T- 14 year old or whatever, Huh. got that's kicked out of his troop. Really, I, I, I suspect there might be more to it, but like the troop is yeah. saying that like he, they thought he was like you know rude. This question was rude, and because it's giving the, because the, it was more of like a liberal esque question. Yeah, to I don't simpl- know. I mean, it just, it, seems, it just seems like it just seems well, like there's just like the, everyone's got a list of questions that you're not allowed to ask anymore, and like. Um, it really bothers me because, like, to me, there's no off-limits topic. You want to talk about farts? That's fine. You want to talk about, like, the shit you took this morning? That's fine. You want to talk about, like, something important? Um, I probably don't want to have, like, that discussion, but, like, uh, you know, like, at least at least I'll let you have it. Like, you you can talk about important things. Um, but, like, there's a lot of people out there who just have, like, subjects that are completely off-limits. Mm. Well, but, th- and it's increasing. And, it's, and people are getting sensitive and, and offended by, like, Discussing of well, these things, that was asking the whole thing these questions—the like, the, the Vegas shooting last week. Like mm. you, you want to tell me that like you can't have a, an opinion on like you can't have a pro gun opinion because shooting, and like I'm sort of like, well, when when did we not? When are we? When did we stop being allowed to discuss whether uh, gun control was a good idea or not? Like when did like it, it's a it's a valid discussion to have? Yeah, especially in America where like we were founded on like these principles of gun ownership. <laughs> like that was a big part of being an American, um, and 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 like liberals want to say that that was not that stupid that like you know that we shouldn't do that conservatives want to say like we should be able to own nuclear weapons and like everyone should be able to own like a a submachine gun and like the truth I, i don't want to say that the truth is somewhere in the middle because it might not be but like there's nuance to all of this both sides are wrong um i'm sure because everybody's probably wrong and like there's really not actually an answer like i think people think that there is an answer that like the the universe comes down and says like thou shalt not actually own guns and gun control is important but the truth is like as an adult i think one of the things you realize is that there aren't actually answers to these questions like there's just things you can do yeah and there are outcomes you can achieve um and and maybe, maybe, like it isn't optimal to have uh, a gun control like outcome, yeah, I don't know yeah there's no there's no there's no thing that's going to be resolved here, really like it's not like there's going to be an optimal decision a like, like this this amount of gun control is going to be reached, and then that's the right amount it's uh it's it's an extremely complex issue. And it shoots off into other issues of, like, violence in America or, like, deaths in America related to, like, well, violence Well, you see, with, and like, shit. Antifa, like, and that, that video that Crowder yeah. did, like, Antifa's handing their, handing uh, Not Gay Jared these ice picks, right? And I'm just sitting there, like, <laughs> well, okay, you don't need guns. You just, you, like, just hand each other ice picks, apparently. Like, right. you can stab each other. Um, You know, like... The, the weapons are weapons. Like you, you stop people who are, you stop bad people from using weapons, but you can't stop everybody. Like there's a, there's a level of danger to being a person, and you just have to fucking accept that. Yeah, you may die in a gunshot. Like you might. Yeah. But we well, not. Well, I I mean, I hate to. This is kind of like a. But I think that's just part of the risk of being in America as well, because they talk about like gun violence or violence and death, uh, in other Western countries being extremely low compared to America, but like. That might just be, but that's—it's just a weird aspect of our culture. But those countries aren't; those countries aren't as awesome. Yeah, they're not as well. You're also (laughs) well. You're like, how how likely are you to be able to like take you know experience extremes of culture, for example, or or, like or 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 go to like a a city like New York where you can like, there's literally like every block you'll find aspects of like a hundred different cultures or heritages or or ethnicities that are all kind of blending together into this amazing way. America sucks so bad that we have, like, this multicultural, like, amazing country that produces some of the most incredible science, incredible discoveries, despite the fact that we don't believe in evolution. And, like, like, that we believe that, like, abortion is bad and that stem cells, uh, and and, and avoid, like, stem cell science. Like, America still puts out some of the greatest science on the Earth. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's funny to me, because, like, um, I, you know, like it's it's like this notion like you know how people say like, I don't know fucking like uh, you know there there's n- d- good journalism is dead, mm-hmm. which I retort with like there is no there's never <laughs> there's been good journalism. Never, like yeah. you the history of journalism is rife with like shitty journalists that that is the history of journalism. I, I, I bet you that like anybody could win a Pulitzer if they wanted to just be a good journalist. Being a good journalist meaning that they chase a conspiracy. Uh, that isn't actually a conspiracy, conspiracy right they have to like find they have to find that right um, and then they, they can win a Pulitzer but nobody does that because every journalist wants to one keep their job and two wants to conform and be considered a good journalist and you can the the easiest way to do that is through conventional journalism just doing the beat just like putting out good content every day not doing long form pieces not really doing a lot of research but just like Putting out good journalistic pieces every day and helping contribute to like the the, the like gross knowledge of society. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good way to become just a good journalist and a well-respected journalist. You do that for 50 years, you die. They write no bit about how good of a journalist you were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. You want to pull? You want to win like a Pulitzer or you something like that? You have risk. to like you, you have to like buck the trends. Mm-hmm. You you might win it by not bucking the trends. In fact, most do. But like if you really want like if you want to absolutely be a good journalist, a Woodward and Bernstein, you need to like. Literally, buck the trend and go against what other journalists are saying and fight it. Um, you know, like mm. you have to do. So, you have to do something brave. You have to do something brave and risky, really yeah. risky. To you know, possibly risky to your so entire r- career. Right. You have to. You have to <laughs> not. The, the, to the be, way that you do, yeah. that you have to not give a fuck about your career. Mm. You have to like. You have to be willing to get fired for something stupid. You mm. know. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of good examples of that. Like I've I been mean, taking on the Catholic church in Boston by like a, a couple journalists having to convince, I think it was the globe that like released that originally, um, with the sex abuse stuff like that, that probably was like a really, like those were brave, brave journalists. And they spent like a long time, uh, putting those stories together. Like those, those sorts of things like where people are saying like, that's absurd. You can't do that. You can't go there. Um, I mean a good one like this, this, uh, Harvey Weinstein shit is probably mm. like a, a, a good place to like. Like, nobody wants to, like, in, in Hollywood, there's this, like, weird culture of, like... Um, masking things? Well, not just masking well, them, but, like, mas- like, like there's there's allegations in Hollywood of, like, uh, of, like pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Like, weird pedophilia rings. Well, that, you like, saw that, you saw, like, the Corey Feldman shit. I did. Corey Feldman goes on uh, The View. Well, this was years it? ago. Yes. This was years ago. Corey he Feldman... He says it, he talks about it. He talks about there being heavy pedophilia in Hollywood... And Barbara, Baba Wawa looks at him and goes, like, Why would you say this? You're damaging it's an in entire, entire industry, industry, which blew my mind. Yeah. Corey Feldman's been saying this for years. Yeah. And being denounced by a lot of people and, and, and looked at as a weirdo, as like this weird outsider. Yeah. And he, I mean, he kind of is. He's a weird guy. Yeah. He, he like he is I, a weird I look guy. at him. He looks like he's trying to dress like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. He likes Michael. But which I will say, funny He said, he said that I, Michael Jackson is the one guy that didn't do what everyone accused him of doing to him. Right. So. Right, Hollywood has like um. I, I, so is, is someone like it's not brave to do now, but had someone broken this story like three years ago, it would have been that a, might have been a brave thing to do. Right, and in fact, maybe fifty years ago when all of this shit was was going on then, yeah, the, Hollywood it's it's funny to me because like Holly like there are stories of like Howard Hughes having like, uh, having like weird shit go on with like young starlets, and uh and, and no one did anything then. This has been a pervasive culture in Hollywood, and nobody has done anything interesting or like, like, like tried to like pierce that veil mm-hmm. at all. And so now, like, the Amazingly only reason it's pierced is because, like, and yeah. in fact, like, like apparently NBC had the the possibility of the story like two years ago, three years ago, and they buried it. They buried it. They didn't do anything with it. I know a lot of people are going to be like, or a lot of people are coming out, like, going, "Oh my God, this guy's, you know, this guy and all these others are taking advantage of people and stuff." And I'm not saying that's good, but. You have a lot of powerful women who yeah. were susceptible to this. Yes, where if you organize them together, they could have made a huge stand against that. That bothers me too. I th- and, and, like and you, not just you, that, a lot of them are probably journalists and stuff now. Like, where the fuck were they? Right, they where? let it happen to other people. It's awful. Yeah. the whole thing is bad. Yeah, so they're not going to be looked at as the they're they they're looked at as the victims here, which is which is kind of also the other narrative we can talk about. You know, uh, right? There's a lot of like. Well, I mean, they Stupid. clearly are. They clearly yeah. are victims. But like, what, what does yeah. that like, like, honestly, like, it, I, I get, I get that they're, I get that like, people who want to do a certain job may be asked to do things that they're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. um, and like, I, like, I think that that is probably a big problem, um, but like, it, it just, it strikes me as problematic mm-hmm. that a lot of these people made it, and no one came out against it. No mm-hmm. one said that this is like a bad thing that like needed to stop. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Anyhow, yeah. So Thaler won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, and also like the thing about like um like it wasn't it wasn't just females too like right like it was a lot of guys and there there is that documentary which I I think I've mentioned before you have well, the um, Brock Pierce one yeah yeah right well, yes well, well so that documentary actually might be the piece of journalism that could, tries to go into this stuff. And it, it's only been the last couple of years that I've been seeing it pop up more and more on Reddit. Like if you that go that documentary R- specifically? If you, go, if you go to the R documentary subreddit and go to like the top of all time, it, it'll probably be top five there. Like really it got uh, voted heavily within the last year. Interesting. Um and it goes into that and it talks about some of these recruiters or some of these agents that preyed on a lot of like these young boys. Um, and it's more focused on the male side of this. So like the guys are actually going after the, the boys in this industry. And Brock Pierce I don't know how guilty or, com- or, or involved in this he is. It doesn't seem like he was doing any of this, but he was. He was involved with people that were. But he was involved with yeah. people that were. It was and it kind of part of it does go into some of that uh, the company that he was a part of that was supposed was trying to do like co- internet content on the internet back in like two thousand. He was trying to do like video um, shit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what they were trying to be. They were, they, it was kind of like a weird early, um, like Netflix almost, you know, like a content network. Uh, great doc I forget the name of it, but it's a really good documentary. Definitely something to check out. Back to Thaler. Um <laughs> <laughs> from <kind laughs> of, from pedophilia to theory. yeah. Right? Not to associate the two, right? Um. So he's mostly known for like he's known for a few things, but like his work in like behavioral economics, yeah. right? That's I mean he, he so invented he invented a new like economic paradigm, right? Like that's that's essentially what he's credited with uh, behavioral economics and like the, the like the way that he says it is that he like took he took economics and recognized the humanity of it, right? So like he he thinks that like. You know, here, here's, here's individuals, like the notion of economics relies on this idea that there is a perfectly rational person, an econ, right, as, as it's known. Um, and the econ acts and uh, like in I remember in my readings it was always hominis economicus the, the notion <laughs> of like uh, like a, a walking economic person but an, an econ um, is a person who we like are, are we are, are we hominem bitcoinicus hominis <laughs> <hominus> bitcoinicus <laughs> yeah. yeah I think we are um, like uh, the, an econ is a person who acts perfectly rational and it's funny because like there are sort of econs and there's been a lot of studies on this um, it has shown that the people that act most like econs I- The most like a rational economist in every way are economics phd students so like those are it everyone else is somewhat you know irrational right okay so this is uh the notion of an uh, an efficient market is like generally people will like i think i think thaler uh, overstates this but like the idea that everyone acts rationally is what causes this right um and that's not actually the case like it's it's more of a like a conglomeration of everybody's decisions, every stupid person, every like smart person, everyone with, with information, everyone who's operating without information, who just wants to like ride market momentum. All of these people kind of put their vote in into the voting machine of price and it, you know, it moves up or down. Um, so like Thaler, Thaler would contend that like prices fluctuate too much for it to be actually efficient. There's some efficiency maybe in there. I think Fama would probably argue that like markets are basically efficient um, and that, like, they're the, the inefficiency is something you have to, like, figure out. Like, how, how inefficient are they? Mm-hmm. I, and it's a very small number, is what he would say. And that number being that, like, you can't really easily arbitrage. You can't find, like, arbitrage opportunities in these markets. So Thaler, in my opinion, I think what Thaler has, like, while there's a lot of modeling implications to what Thaler has done that I think hugely advance sort of the econometrics field, mm-hmm. there is... Um, I I think a lot of his work probably is in getting people or helping people to take advantage of Fama's work with the EMH stuff, right? So, for example, understanding that humans often default to what is defaulted behavior. So, um, you know, in an organ donation... If you have to, ch- if you have to mark a checkbox in order to opt in, you're very unlikely to. You're like 25 percent of people will opt in. If you have to check and mark a checkbox to like opt out, something like 25 percent of people will opt out. Mm. So you know you, you apply that to like organ donation. You can very quickly have like a robust set of people who are willing to donate their organs on death by right. just causing people to f- be forced to opt out instead of opt in. The same is true of 401ks. If you're a company running a 401k, -hmm. you can force opt in people, in which case more people will take advantage of it. I struggle with why that would be rational to do because, as a company, you probably don't want people to take (laughs) advantage of your 401k. Right. But that is, I mean, that is how you do it. Like, you want most 401ks have like minute participation, right? Um, or unless, they, well, you want people to take advantage of the 401k because it's kind of like a signal of like you appreciate the employee and maybe, maybe right. it helps, like employee retention. Right. right. And, and I think like in his book, Misbehaving, even has like he furthers that and says like why not like like let's say you give an employee a raise. What if like you auto opt in like the raise amount into their 401k since you know the presumption being that they're already living at a level that they can sustain mm-hmm. and then just presuming that now they can like anything above that they can save. Right. Yeah. Um, um which is interesting thoughts it, at the very least. Yeah. It also covered um. Like people uh they, they use the phrase libertarian paternalism. Um Yeah, he loves like he loves it. That 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 is libertarian paternalism. Th- those examples those examples are Be- because that. like right. you still have the choice to opt out, right? So like the paternalism being that, but, like but you're kind of encouraged and nudge to well the, the nudge stay the in. nudge being that you aren't going to opt out because like there's an action required. So you will you will accept the status quo. You're more likely to accept what is status quo. And the status quo is not checking the checkbox. Right so if 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 you, if the notion is that the status quo is to opt out or is to not opt out mm-hmm. um then you'll have less people opting out right right so like th- that's the notion of paternal you still have the option of opting out. you still have the freedom to opt out, but like you you have to you have to make an you action have to, to do you it. have to, you have to perform an action to opt out just like you'd have to perform an action to opt in right so it shows people kind of right lazy well it's it's <laughs> well, like it's, it, 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 like it, it, it's lazy, but it's also like just like preferring to stay. With right. The well, so I mean, right, and that's that's are. the thing. Like, like, is it the the question then for libertarians is is it the role of the state to enact this paternalistic sort of like, um, you know, a choice choice system where they like decide well, what it is that they would would benefit the society as a whole, mm-hmm. and then force you into these opt-in sort of things that you would first have to you'd have to opt out of uh, by like I don't know, picking up the phone and making a call or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same reason gyms require you to like have a notarized letter that you mail, uh, in a Certified envelope in order to like quit your membership. <laughs> right. You have to like, you have to like really opt out. Right. You have to like really, like, you have to like really it's diff- perform it's like free diff- action. It's more difficult to do than just, yeah. You have to like write a letter on like company, like, like personal letterhead. And it's like a $37 like thing in order to like opt out. You have to like spend a whole month's worth of gym. Like, yeah. it's, you know, that's, that's the same concept, right? Like that. Um, there's an effort. It's it's not quite thirty seven dollars or an effort to like quit quit the gym, but even a little minute effort like checking a checkbox matters a shit ton in terms of the percentage of people that will be willing to opt out. Probably because people don't like read it or care. Yeah. In, um, in which you know, in which case, like even opting in is probably like for the same reason. Yeah. He also describes the endowment effect, or he talked about the endowment effect, which I I'm, I think is different in this case. But uh, an example would be like um. This, this is an example of endowment effect as well. By the way. It is. Okay. Well, yeah, I, uh, well, I know. I'm sure it's not related. Uh, so they, it, they, but they're, they're and what I read kind of talking like summarizing his works. It kind of makes distinctions between the two, where like uh, mm-hmm. the nominal effect might refer like when you refer to things as like cash discounts versus credit card surcharges, uh-huh. in order to pay the cost of using a credit card uh, as a foregone r- gain rather than a realized c- loss. Um, so in other words, you are getting a, d- a discount uh, by using cash versus you there's a charge for using your card. Right. Or yeah. Right. I mean, it's huge. And well, that, that, that's a good example. I mean, like the notion of a discount uh, or of the um, endowment effect is that you are more likely to hold on to the thing that you have, mm. right? Um, so if you can describe to someone that they're getting, they're going to keep more of the thing that they have already as a result, rather than losing the thing that they have, you're, you're more likely to like induce, like cause happiness, right? Have to give them more satisfaction with their purchase. Um, but, it, but it also like relates to like if you have um, two items. One which is like maybe twenty five percent less or r- like uh, worse than this other decision. This decision you're more likely to hold on to, mm-hmm. as I- I- than this decision, which is maybe twenty five percent better, because you are more likely to hold on to the thing you already have. Right. Right. So like, y- there's something about the way we work that like causes us not to be able to see the like efficiency in this other thing and allows us to make like suboptimal decisions for which the the cost of keeping this thing is like quite a is is not significant enough to like automatically choose this other thing if that makes sense like so yeah the the notion that you what you have you're more likely to want to keep than to like give it up and that like he shows like these are these are like big contributions and uh yeah i mean well i mean because they 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 really um they really explain kind of how like like the psychology behind how Mm -hmm. people operate when it comes to making uh you know Economic decisions, right? And so, I mean Nudge to nudges to the is a th- book he th- wrote with Cass Sunstein. Uh, Sunstein, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't like uh, like right. share the prize in some way with Cass, who's a, I think a lawyer, actually not not even a not even economist. But uh, but Cass Sunstein wrote that book with him, um, and then his other book, Misbehaven, which talks a lot about like endowment effect and stuff like that, uh, is a, absolutely a phenomenal piece of work. Um, it's written in a very like readable style, more like so like idiots like you can read it. Oh. That, well that's the book for me right what's that's it called uh, uh, there's, well Nudges is first no. and then I right yeah. that. and then, and, like then it, and then Misbehavin is, Misbehaving is yeah Okay. Misbehaving I guess it's, they're, they're both phenomenal books but like they, they both go through like a lot of those concepts it's funny because like I've been talking to a lot of people about like who's going to win the Nobel Prize this year in, in, in economics and I, I I didn't know when he would but I knew Thaler was going to win at some point here mm. and uh, and I was really hoping it would be like a couple years from now <laughs> mainly for selfish reasons <laughs> happened too soon yeah right yeah um but you have a tweet here is it is this the i think it was the tweet of you um because, because just congratulating him yeah yeah but it was also about um c- because a lot of people because like i've read certain things that like try to position uh behavior economics as like this newer uh economic theory of thought that is almost in competition with uh emh um when the reality is that it kind of, like, complements it, like, weird way. I think it complements it. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I, I think that I, I think that a lot of, like, those things, like, for example, like, getting people to put money into 401k, yeah. the reason that that's great is because now they can, like, invest in an index, right? Um, a lot of people are very bad at savings So, like, how do you induce savings? Um, I don't think that reduces or increases so much the efficiency of the market because, like, a, a lot of indexing is just indexing. Like, you're not, like you're not going to you're not going to arbitrage what you're doing is like taking advantage of like r- mean regression so, like, as as the market grows through people doing things like adding value through arbitrage or adding value through, like, creation of a new product or whatever the hell they're adding value through, you also get the advantage. And uh, you don't have to sit there and, like, research all the time because, like, any advantage that can be gained um, through, like, uh, risk that can be sort of diversified away, like managerial risk or, like, you know, risk of owning a house, for example, like any of this stuff. if you can If you can... Uh, if you can acquire risk outside of your portfolio that you can't diversify away, you sh- you you could very well be compensated for holding that risk. Most of us aren't in a position to do that. So, like, indexes allow you to basically take, take on um, this, like, basically take advantage of the fact that you can't do that and just, like, make the market average. You know, it's, you know, efficient markets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, like, to me, when I look at Thaler's work where he, like, does things like it induces, like, causes people to be more likely to sign up for, like, uh, a 401K or, you know, whatever. Like, to me, that's awesome because, like, I, what, what's happening there is that he's just getting people to, like, take advantage of, of uh, you know, efficient markets. Right, so I don't know that he sees it that way, though. <laughs> Is he? So, so do you think he like personally takes like a uh, a sense that markets aren't efficient? I mean, I mean, there's plenty of debates. Like we talked about it last week. I, actually, I think uh, do, I, do we? I, I don't know if he won it last. I, I don't think he would won it by last year, but in last week's no, no, episode, no. this was. Um, because uh, this was a couple weeks ago when we, when yeah. we did the last episode. Yeah, so like and we actually, mentioned, with, him, in we actually last... mentioned him in, in the last episode. Okay. Um, where he's there's a debate. Like Matt Matt Edmondson actually found the debate and linked to it in the last episode's comments. Okay. Um, there's a debate between him and Fama. Like like they they have a, a cordial relationship. But, like they don't agree. Like like Thaler says that like he wants to argue that markets aren't efficient. What's funny th- is that he'll also then recommend that you buy indexes, right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> what does funny. that get you? Like. The I- even even those that believe yeah. markets are inefficient, uh, still will recommend like the solution being that you buy like broad based indices. <coughs> well, be, is it is it just because he's looking at like the um, the you know the the average return per year over time and realizing that that's like probably your best bet? Well, yeah. Well, like I, I, mean, I, it's, mean, I mean, Thaler and Fama both run hedge funds. Uh, I think Fama takes advantage of, uh, uh, of. of uh, I think Fama's hedge fund takes advantage specifically of momentum, which is a factor that they can't explain why it causes better returns than the market average. Um, I, I Thaler, I imagine, is probably taking care, er, uh, is probably taking advantage of momentum as well, and uh, and a few other things. And basically, they're trying to figure out what it is that like causes, like why momentum is a factor in uh, in causing higher than average market returns. So, I mean, it, it's it's a little weird, and it's, like, the one of the very few things that have, like, sort of thrown a kink in the model, mm. right? Um, so, like, whether it's going up or down quickly or, like, you know, w- what direction a stock is heading in right now is, like, somehow, like, an effective, like, uh, sort of uh, measure as to whether, like, is, is something that you can exploit to, like, make a little bit extra money, which I think is, you know, amazing. Mm. But most people can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, there's so much about this field that like I haven't like read, um, th- like. Uh, I love it. I, it's, I, feel, it's I feel like, like, like my feel, favorite. You know, you talk about like the bee thing. <gasps> you know? I feel like through Bitcoin and you know these conversations and shit, I've learned more about economics than like. Well, I've like, never the same fucking way. Like, like, right, like, I, like, I mean to be honest, like until I met you, I didn't even know what official markets w- referred to. Like I really never was. No, uh, i'm not sure I, I, I i'm still not sure i know well, right well, 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 well that's the thing I, you don't. Know, people don't know it but like i never even heard the term EMH before you know right so like it, it's a lot of like okay i, I this is really interesting and it, it's it's fun to talk about and well there's a lot of debate about of it too debate. though like i mean yeah, like like there's uh, like you know schiller like this this book i'm reading right now which is the uh the fishing for fools um i mean it's it's a phenomenal piece of of work and like i i enjoy reading these like sort of these contra uh these these like uh opposite opinions uh, to EMH, because there's a lot of economists that are trying to figure out answers that like we we don't necessarily know the answer to, um, and and mm-hmm. all of these economists often don't have good questions in my opinion. Um, they also don't have good or adequate answers. But like in in trying to answer a hard question. Um, sometimes a bad question, but, like, a decent, like, a good enough question, they come to, like, a truth that, like, is applied to economic modeling or econometric modeling that really, like, hugely advances the field in a way that, like, is really, like, you know, important. Th- Thaler's a g- great example of that. Mm. So, um, on another note, um, I think our culture's becoming more gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I was watching this. I was really? watching this Facebook video. Okay. And it was it was a, it was a a, a conservative uh, club that like had these like liberal like uh, feminist type people come in and start like chanting and like screaming that they were they were feeling unsafe because of like the racist conservatives that were meeting the, in the uh, in the library. So the librarian comes down and starts like trying to kick them out, like and like s- makes these suggestions like please please leave like you're you're preventing students from studying like they they feel unsafe. And the, the the discussion that ensues is the most like turn based, um, like respectfully like weird conversation I've ever witnessed on the stupidest subject I've ever witnessed in my life. And I was I was watching this whole thing and like like for example one of the conservatives like refers to like the woman who's complaining as a, a she was, oh, I'm sorry I I don't know what her pronoun is, <laughs> <laughs> giving into like that right? Yeah, right? I was like I was like wow like this is this is pervasive. Yeah. It, and it's weird that It's a and it's a conservative group too, which yeah like is not part. It's not even the group that's like really. in favor it's been, those right. That, like but I, I want to know who's. Like, but it sounds m- like they're winning. What well, it does because they're giving into that that like, because th- even the conservatives are afraid to offend. Right. Even they're afraid right. to like the the, ball, the 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 um, the, the net is moved. Or, well, right. Like if, if, if someone came into a room and was, if we, someone came into a room and like was accusing you of racism, like me, it would be easy. Like if they were like, "Hey, you're a racist," I'd be like, "Absolutely, I am." Yes, um, you. Up, like, w- if if someone came in and like accused you of being a racist, like, I, I in my day people would like start throwing punches. Yeah, like you fucking asshole. I'm not a fucking racist. I'm not a racist. Like, yeah, or but I, I don't know. Maybe I just like, Fuck like you it. I'm a racist. Well, that's, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> like, that, I think that's what you do. Like, well, I, I think you just like yeah. Okay, think, I'm a racist. Fine. I think, I think well, after the last few back, years the, the thing is is be like yeah I'm a racist. It's like, a Milo like, Yiannopoulos response. Like absolutely, I'm a racist. Yeah, because I absolutely. don't know. I don't know what to say. Meet my gay black boyfriend. I can negate it. all. I can negate it. All I want, and try to deny it. But if you are of that line, you're a like, right, racist, no the, matter what. The, the, just just like like a I lie, say I'm a the, sexist, no matter what. Right. Like, I don't, telling a lie is the greatest whatever. truth. There. It's like, what are you going to say? Like, yeah. you're a racist, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I am. Yeah. Like, it, it, it. Like they were. But I was. I was watching this debate. I was like, oh my god, like the this is the most. It's the most pussy debate I've ever it's <laughs> watched in my p- life. It's like they're tiptoeing around everything. Oh they're yeah. They're like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, I always think of that. George Carlin quote: "The pussification of the American male." It kind of talks about like how like we use soft language and this PC thing. This was like twenty years ago, or whatever. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, like it. It seems like people are are, are more like that. More. I, I can't believe it's, it. like it's, it's just a lot of men way. like that. And uh, I, you know, you can be that way if you want, but I don't think it's going to get you very far. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I would. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe if I'm in that situation, I would be. I'm more guilty of using softer language than I would claim I would be, right? Maybe. Because you never know how you're going to be in a situation. You, you can talk... You can say, I think you would do that if you found the woman who is accusing you of racism to be hot. Maybe. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would. I mean, maybe I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not a racist. I'm, pretty, I'm, not not a pretty pretty I'm just a sexy guy. Because my dick's telling wanna me... My, Want my d- <laughs> to look at my abs? <laughs> my my I have abs. I have abs. I'm my, thin this week. I am thin. <laughs> I have a really good pamp going on this week. I have a great week. pamp. <laughs> look at my arms. Um, But, you know, like... there there's a lot of discussion about this type of topic in in various circles but, but one thing that uh, certain studies are showing is the de- decrease in testosterone among males um is this true possibly <laughs> well it could also be explained for various reasons like um like we we have just more body fat or or like men are just uh, like there's just very like there's just very reasonable explanations for this is that why everyone's like advertising um, more testosterone like get more testosterone become more of a man get your testosterone back possibly with this pill well tes- so well that, that's kind of what steroids are right like steroids are supposed to like be like a teso- testosterone like replacement therapy is like right. is actually just like taking steroids enough to uh replenish your testosterone because right. by the time you hit a certain age your testosterone goes down so like if i'm if i want if i want if i want to like you know pamp in the gym as hard as I, I do now in 20 years i may decide to take a little bit of testosterone to make up for it so I can have the the testosterone of a you know a twenty a t- a twenty year old twenty year old yeah, yeah twenty five year old yeah whatever, um, <laughs> so I don't know like is it is it uh, you know but 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 like uh, you know not not the far- I mean this is kind of farty, but like in an uh, evolutionary biology perspective we live in a world of of increased value less less risks le- or less less dangers you know there's not there's no well, you really are a racist we're, we're not. <laughs> How is that racist? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you accusing me of being racist? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, I, fuck did, yeah. I, did I use a, did I use the wrong uh, the wrong term? Religion? No, you, you, my pronoun. Like I was thinking, like, could you like in a world where you get to pick pronouns? I think I would be. I, I think I would like force people to call me. something like. At- or something like that, <laughs> and like just like like memorize what I want to <laughs> be <laughs> called. <laughs> yeah, like my pronoun is You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> just like force people to like uh, say that like every time. Excuse me, sir, you did not use my pronoun. Yeah, and like it just it gets absurd. It has to be absurd. Yeah, man. Anyhow, um, but gone. you know, there's less there's <laughs> there's uh, you know, testosterone becomes less less of a, a needed thing maybe. Right. Like you don't need guys going out and you know. Shooting and beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, so just like have like, you know, effeminate guys yeah. doing this. It is, it is really weird for me. I don't know if it's generational or what, but like, I feel, I feel like, pre- like, <clears throat> like previous generations watched generations grow up and were like, this generation's the worst. They're doing what drugs. They got bad jokes. Like, they're just terrible. And I, I watched this generation. I'm like, those are really nice kids. We got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very different like they're not doing drugs they're not having sex um this is a we, we're we're fucked yeah Every they're living with their parents they love their moms mm-hmm. they love their mom what's going on here like it's very weird for me to watch this because like I, I don't I what is loving your mom uh, uh, or just being like a mom i don't know I'm, just like or I'm, whatever, I'm looking yeah. i'm like i don't know if this is good or bad i have no ab- because i i've like, it Just I, is I th- I, yeah. That's the thing. It, it just kind say, of is. It's just very like. I'd argue that like maybe maybe f- for you personally, if you're one of those males that wants to be tougher or be less of a pussy. I don't want to be a pussy. But not. like then I. But then I'm forced. I'm forced. I'm like, but is that really a good thing or is that a bad thing? Well, or is it neither? Right. Is it neutral? Is it just being more of a? I don't know. Is this better that all men and women are just kind of like one combined human entity? Yeah. What I do want to know though is if it like I I think that like previous to this I, I have always thought. That like it takes like a lot of weird testosterone type traits to do things like take big risks. Mm. Maybe that's not true, but I would have assumed it would have been true. And well, so like it makes me wonder if like this sort of entrepreneurial spirit in America dies if this actually is like what's going on. Right. Like the uh, the next this next generation of males is just going to be much less entrepreneurial, the less risk taking, the less risk taking because of. Uh, just, uh, just general, hap- just general environmental factors, right. And 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 maybe coincidentally, it turns out like the testosterone levels right. go for some reason, right? Um, there, there's studies on like there's like things to raise your testosterone, um, which are kind of like debated, like, like having for example, sex. Well, so um, apparently, sex and uh, any type of sexual interaction with like a or even just with talking a, to with a, a very doll. attractive female, yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, if you go out and talk to a hot chick tonight, right? Um, not gonna happen. I, just, I can't talk to hot chicks. Yeah, or, or, or let's say I go. Uh, my testosterone levels might be increased for a period of time. Really, um, it's like how Mozart increases your intelligence for like twenty minutes. That really, is that really? That d- can't d- be sure. Fucking knows. Well, so so, <laughs> it, it's it's not a long term increase at all. It's like a very short term increase. Like de- as long as your de- dick is hard, de- you're de- like you're like like yeah. You're very like oh hey testosterone. testosterone. And if she's like oh. You're so funny. I like your joke. And she touches your shoulder like that. Yeah. And your your testosterone levels would probably spike up a little. Nice. Okay. Deadlifting also does the same. Thing. Really? Yes. That's why I'm heavy such a lifting pussy. does. Really? Yeah. Um. And it, it doesn't. I don't, it, it it stays a little bit longer. This sounds. This sounds like Jim Bro. This like is this misinformation. is information. So so there is there is this is very like in the this middle. This like in the forums. There is bro like you, science. You yeah. There is bro science. Well, but there there's people I I talk to that reference studies that are like I think legitimately done in never uh, believed academia <laughs> no but like in the physical sciences where they like where they study men and they like s- see a bunch of like groups and they see the, they have them perform activities it came out this week and that, they monitor way, the Mars, Mars chocolate has been paying for fake, uh, fake news basically like those, like, positive oil-type studies, they've been doing that for right. chocolate for, like, 30 years. <laughs> w- positive oil? Like, 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 in the way that, like, like, oil companies pay for studies of, like, oil being... Like, oh. they, like, apparently, Mars chocolate has done the same thing, but for chocolate. Oh. <laughs> for, like, like 50 years. It like, came out this week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is it for dark... I, I've always read the dark chocolate... Uh, like a little bit it's every pro- day. Pro- Mars probably, probably told Mars, you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's It might be true. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so who's paying for uh for me? To tell me to deadlift more. Probably that's what uh, I'm wondering. Like the weightlifting companies, like, like LA uh, GNC, <laughs> LA fitness is like <laughs> really GNC. like lying. Like <laughs> if we like these guys get guys, like we're getting to the other side. Of this would be like okay. Apparently, weightlifting doesn't actually increase your muscles. It was yeah. something else. No, that's a, that's definitely totally not true. You <laughs> think. I don't know, dude. Maybe it's a Russian conspiracy. Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe we're all wa- lifting weights for no reason, and that's not actually what's... Uh, I, heard, what's I heard my era. favorite game, Pokemon Go, actually is uh, wrought with Russian conspiracy stuff. You, you said this. Yeah. What the fuck is up with yeah, Pokemon yeah, 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 Go? Dude, this uh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, what's going on with Pokemon For this Go? week's Russian conspiracy... <laughs> Well, we will, we, will, we can talk a lot about Russia this. Yeah. Week. So okay. So so this is a news story that like CNN started like, and the Donald grabbed it and like started talking about how like this was like fake news, mm-hmm. which I think is great. But like I don't think it is <laughs> fake news. Um, apparently, Russia was like g- at, like going in Facebook groups and other places, trying to basically start a movement where they wanted Black Lives Matters protesters to name their characters after like people that had been shot by police like had like been arrested for resisting arrest, okay, so like um ba- basically the michael, foment. michael yeah. brown i think was in mm-hmm. exactly, right? so like you would name your Pokemon Michael brown know, michael yeah brown, michael, brown <laughs> <laughs> michael brown at you Michael Brown at you I'm trying to think of like I can't laugh at that dude, he's dead, <laughs> it's like no like like yeah, but like that was that was it Wait, what's like what's like the most uh how racist could we go? on this? You show? can't. You, I, you can go as racist as you want. What's what's the you're the racist here? I told you that already. What's the most urban Pokemon? Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an easy one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Every time I see that one, I'm just like, that is a highly offensive, highly offensive Pokemon right there. What <laughs> like, about Jinx? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew about it. Yeah. See, there you go. They're going to be a bunch of like people googling, like that's a Pokemon. Yes, that is a Pokemon. I yes, like a <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, so they were they were they were influencing the Pokemon Go circles to, to, to they were to trying spur- to yeah. up uh, like like foment racist we, attitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is which is funny because there's been a lot of stories coming out about Russian influence in in various things. I know we've kind of touched on it. And you hear a lot about it, but it does seem very... Oh my god! <laughs> Are you looking at it? Yeah. It's more of a purple Pokemon than... But the hair? Do you remember? Oh yeah, the, dude! I, like this like, is the, like... It's like the Korean emoji for oh black dude, the guy. The black guy. It's like a blonde, a blonde-haired black guy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never seen black guy before. <laughs> this is what black guy look like. It is like a blonde mustache oh yeah, dude, with it was blonde hair. Uh, it's, and he's it's one of the. It's one of the funniest Like when when someone pointed that out I was like That is this odd awesome. I never, oh, I never <laughs> oh thought about god. that Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Mr. Pick uh, That's Mr. Uh, no What the fuck is the name of this guy? Uh, oh my god Fuck I know this guy uh, What's his name? Oh that is highly offensive Well this is weird Because this is an image of Jinx And then uh, uh, I have to know his name Hold on, I'll, I'll I'll find it. Well, what's funny? It's funny to me that like in America we can have like these offensive images as long as they come from Asia, like no nobody says anything about them at all. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like oh it's the Asians. Right. It's okay. Like, like oh, they're, they're, they're just they're, they're to trying. Efficient. They they don't know yet. They haven't figured it out yet. They haven't had like their like, you know. Oh, I remember now. It's Mister Popo. That's what Mr. The guys Popo? Say. Yeah. Google <laughs> Mister Popo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. So Mister Popo. That is actually a, Mr. That, oh actually, my God! I, I think Mr. Poe was actually like, uh, but 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 he's uh, <laughs> I don't know, he just that's amazing. Yeah, that, like yeah, we're like good. for whatever reason, <laughs> it's like completely acceptable. That's <laughs> just an African dude. Um, yeah, it's it's like really acceptable, like for like for racism to come right like right out of Asia, like in America, we're like that's just cute. That's so cute. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. It's, how it's the most racist country, by the <laughs> way. Like those countries are oh, so racist. Yeah, they fucking. Like if you, if you if you want if you if if, if some of these like extreme radical like anti progressives want a race war no, just go to just um, go to like Korea. Well, well here's the th- <laughs> here's what's fucked up. You, you could you could unite well I hate to say this, but like you could unite all everybody that's black and brown in the world against white people. Oh yeah. Where where do you think Asians are gonna stand in that line? They fucking they don't. They, they're very, <laughs> no, they they, like. They love no, dude, white people. There's, there's, yeah, like they, love they, white they people. They don't mind white people. Like, yeah. but like, like they're, they're, <laughs> honestly like, I, I, it's. I think I've told this story a couple times. But like, I've talked to a number. Like when I was in, uh, when I was in college, I would talk to Korean guys, and like, a lot of them would refuse to date anyone who wasn't Korean. And you, and like, I would, I would, I would ask them, like, why do you refuse to date anyone who's not Korean? And they would, they would, like, with no irony, look at you in the eyes and be like, oh, uh, you know, um, cultural purity. So she's like, what? Like, what? Yeah, like like our our genes are you know not like uh, adulterated with like outsiders' genes. So mm. we have to like keep the culture and the genetic pool pure. Mm. Like oh okay, she's like no irony there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of um, when you think of like Japan being, they're one of those xen- xenophobic. Uh, culture. Well, I mean, America's not, like, great either, but, like, well, like as far as this stuff goes, but, like, I think it's they, hilarious, like, they, how but bad... They, but they really are not into people coming in and integrating with them, with their, with their culture. Like, it, it's very, it's very, like, the, the outsiders are treated with right. a very, very, very different... Uh, you know, perspective oh, than, yeah. than others. I mean I mean like in America you have like a mix of people that are like on but one side or but the one of the But none of them mind none of them yeah well like that's it. Like uh, so so anyhow, uh back on topic. Uh, yeah. the, Russia Russia like was telling BLM protesters to like name their characters after these like uh these like people that were like abused by police, which is hilarious to me. Um I mean not, not that they're abused by police, but like yeah. but that like this is a way that like Russia is trying to like foment like bullshit in in these groups. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Well, um, yeah, they're 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 definitely doing this. I mean, y- y- I remember you were talking about um, who's the one guy whose wife was Russian? Spencer. Richard Spencer. Spencer. Right. Who yeah. is Who was also or, in the or, or, and or Roger Spencer? And, yeah. <laughs> Richard <laughs> and or Roger Spencer. Right. Um. And that he, uh, you know th- th- there's definitely a lot of this evidence amounting of Russian influence in well th- they love the the cultural like race shit. yeah, so, like well, I-, I don't know like, well, well that's that, that just seems like the the. Strat- I mean, it, you can say it's a conspiracy. It, it It seems like a very good strategy if you are a foreign uh, entity to cause divisiveness in a com- in in a competitive power. Um, in something that you're rival to by stirring up the thing that's gonna cause the most tension I got so like, at amazing like the racial right. level in America because it's a very heated topic these, these Russian bought ads are amazing too like I think uh, Dante brought that up a couple of month or a couple weeks ago with like the Facebook stuff yeah there were so few ads bought like I, I I'm, I'm left wondering how that like really influenced things and whether it did number one number two I'm trying to figure out what the scandal is is a scandal that someone bought ads on Facebook because it's an open platform so like it's a it. little weird like Facebook wants to be this like global sort of interface is is Facebook's distinctly American are they going to like if America bought ads in Russia Mm -hmm. to like influence Russian elections would like Facebook then like bundle that and like report it to like the Kremlin right like it's it's very weird to me that this is like that that this is a crime or like a thing going on because like it, it removes the aura of like neutrality in a lot of these companies yeah Right. Well, you you have a platform where um, you you, you can buy ads. Anybody can do it. Anybody. So countries are buying it to stir up ads for, for political of course, purposes. Of course, like, and of course, of course they want to do product. that. Like, why is of that surprising? They, like, but, you're but Russia. Like, you want to you want a certain person to win the election. Right. A certain person to lose the election. You want a certain thing to be fomented in America. You're going to buy ads where ads mm-hmm. can be bought. That seems completely reasonable to me. Right. And I mean, I what don't are they going to do ban like Russian state actors from buying ads? Well, how how the fuck would you even do that? They're, they're, they're if just you're a Russian it. oligarch, you can't buy ads. Like, well, come on. Th- then a Russian oligarch will pay somebody to buy ads for them. If I was a Russian oligarch, I would convince like uh, some entity. To, right. Like, to they like, just have like a just just like have the FBI pay and don't like announce that you like told them this. Just like look, pay us for the data. We'll give you we'll give you the data on who bought ads. You can comb through it, and like we won't tell. Yeah, that's that, that'd be like a much more weird, but like better way to do this rather than claim that this is a big problem. Because, yeah, like, I'm very weirded out. by it. It's a weird thing. It, you know, it's kind of hard to measure. I, I guess it's hard to measure how much the ads had influence. So let's say you find that Russia spent a million dollars on ads. uh how much is a million dollars going to go on Facebook ads? Right, to not start that, I mean not that far. Like you'll, but, you'll but, get plenty of but, people to look at it, but like it's not. It's, it, not, it's, not, it's not, not, not going not. super far. And but it also it's coming out that they, they they spent money, but they didn't spend that much money here and there. It's like, a Hundred thousand bucks. It's a few hundred thousand yeah. dollars here and there. I, I would assume you'd need to spend a lot more money if you wanted to really like call, search it up but but so 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 they probably were experimenting with all of it like cause, like for example the pokemon go saying, thing yeah. nothing happened there so like it, it's very clear to me that that was just an experiment they're like cuz they really just trying work. shit but that should well, tell you like the fact that they're buying ads and experimenting by trying to tell people um to purchase like to, to name characters in pokemon go a certain way mm-hmm. like that should tell you how many times like how many places they have their fingers which by the way bring like with regard to bitcoin the big problem here is that a lot of these bitcoiners like to listen to rt Mm. And that's one hundred percent Russian propaganda. The Russian Times, uh, right? Yeah, Russian D- Russia Today. The news. Oh, like, I'm sorry, Russian Today. Where yeah. came from? <laughs> that's right. She's from that. Yeah, yeah. So a she... lot of these, like a lot of these people, work for like like Russia Today. Yeah. And it's just a conspiracy like platform for anybody who wants to like spew conspiracies. Russia Today is the great place for you. Mm. So, like, um, because I, I remember I told you I, there was this uh, documentary on Netflix. Uh, that I I liked a lot. It was, was about, phenomenal. It was about the do- it was about the yeah. uh, the doping. It's, it's funny because like you watch well, these, these documentaries, you come to me and I'll be like, yeah, I also watched it. You also saw it, yeah. yeah. But well, for, first of all, the first thing to get out of the way is that that was a really. I thought that's a, another example of a guy that was like, I'm going to do journalism by actually doing he, the thing. And he, he was really brave. I mean, like the thing is just like the, this subject is getting people killed in Russia. Yeah, so like that. That's well, a brave journalist. Well, but, wait, but but how he got into it was he was like, I I want to understand this um the 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 steroid he, doping he was a professional biker. and he was yeah. profe- and he w- and he was going to go compete in a bunch of races by actually dosing himself and he's started recording he could, that right seeing if he could get around the drug test he, he was trying to see if he could get around the drug test and he was recommended the guy to help him get around the drug test who turned out to be uh the guy that was like the um I forget his exact title but the head of the Olympic uh anti-dosing or anti-doping committee in Russia which was the doping committee? Which was the <laughs> doping committee? Right. <laughs> Which was the the head stories, the, the yeah. stories of how Russia accomplished that in the Olympics were incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Icarus one. The Icarus one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, really good documentary. If anyone wants to check it out, I, 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 it was fun. It was it was it was it was entertaining and interesting to watch. You it was it I mean? was fun. But like the, the um, story of them, like how they like ran these chemicals back. They like so there's a there's a security like lock on all of these urine samples. Yeah. And they figured out how to break it. Essentially. Right. So like they were running back and forth and like changing out these bottles and like there's tamper evidence on every single Russian container. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know it until like they opened them up and like, Oh my god, these definitely were tampered with. Yeah. They'll have like they, they developed a tool as a state to open these things it was amazing if you opened them up and tried to break into them they would like shatter and something like they out, and they and he it, it took like an hour for some Russian to be able to figure it out or mm-hmm. some team to figure it out some so it's like Russian well, well it's also like I, I don't know I don't know how I'm sure that I'm sure any like uh, major powers intelligence can probably figure shit out. Well, giving states but tamper-proof like uh, like things is it's just is a really a, f- funny thing in well, my mind. Like, okay, like here's we'll a, like we have all, we have infinite amounts of money. We can print it. So yeah. like, yeah, we'll just <laughs> devote all of our resources to this for a week. Right. But it was interesting to see him. Like, like you're literally watching live. Like, like the documentary is literally like the main, the guy doing the documentary's relationship with this guy and him deciding to. Testify or come out and like report on uh, that he was involved in getting the Russian Olympians around the, the 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 testing, right? So because they were all doing it, um, and it leads to like hit you know he was only a few degrees away from Putin in that he was being like in, you know uh, kind of forced to, to to do this, and right. it's very state sponsored. Yeah. So the question is with with something like that in 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 terms of like you know, uh, invo- involvement in the Olympics and being, um, you know, that that thing to uh, all of these uh, reports of Russians buying ads and Russian influence in American culture, it, does it all really come back down to being very, like, centralized around the Russian government? Is it, is, it, is it a little bit more decentralized than that where you just have, like, rich oligarchs that have, like... Uh, like i'm in charge of like uh, i think that uh, this is like how, is straight up how does this break down? right down from the like the top right in, from the top. russia yeah this is putin being i, a I don't fucking know though, like cuz like they're russia's like the gangster nation like they're just like they, they don't give a fuck about laws right and, and i just think like, it's i just think it's funny that like there's people out there who like really don't like like they don't see like russia is highly problematic for the us and it's it's fun for me to watch like i i i just don't I think it's funny that, like, I think Americans tend to, like, fall into the traps. These are, like, they foment highly orchestratedly these conspiracies. I am amazed at how good they are at fomenting things. Um, Having, like, lines from RT repeated by people that you would never have expected to repeat it. Because someone else that they trust, like, watched it. And, like, decided that RT was a credible source or something like that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you want, like, a lesson in propaganda, just watch, like, RT. Yeah. Yeah. That, which every libertarian does. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently, um, there is a... I don't, I don't know if... I, see, I, this is the other thing, too. I don't know if it's like, I, if it's just these guys or it's part of these guys. And sometimes when you say, like, the Russians are doing this, I think, like, they, they just know how to, like, manipulate 4chan armies well or something. It's, well, I, I... But, I mean, officially it's, it's, there's 4chan a, there's is a, perfect for them, right? Because, well, like, it's an anonymous board where they can right. say and do anything they want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think the company's called Internet Research Agency, and it's a legit company in Russia out of St. Petersburg, and I think that is, like, the troll army company. Like I, I think love I it. I think that's what they focus and specialize. <laughs> I don't know if they're the only ones. I don't know if there's anything more there. Um, I, You know, hearing about this shit, like, from the start, I've been like, oh, this is, this is like, all conspiratorial. I, I don't know what to make of all of this, but, like...
0: Well, it just there, a good it conspiracy just
1: comes, is one that has enough truth in it that you have to like go down the rabbit hole. But it's just obvious that like we live in a world now where if you are a giant corporation or if you have a political agenda, if you're a state, uh, you know, nation, whatever, you you can buy, you can you can have influence, you can in other... buy influence, absolutely. Well, so so the question then is, uh, I want to see more American companies being like, oh, well, these are the guys to hire if we want to like uh, promote certain products and shit in, in different countries, like. Get creative with like your marketing and your ad. Like, get get these guys to, to do it for you because I bet you can pay them a lot more than what the Russians are paying them if you if you can if you can pull them away from from the government. I guess I don't know. It's, it's funny to me that a lot of this like evidence of this uh, internet research agency is published by Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, who is like it? occasionally does like decent journalism. Uh, <laughs> Do they? Yeah, you, like, this, this like list, that, that whole page could be bullshit. Li- li- listicles and then like, and then like <laughs> listicles. <decent journalism>. Five <laughs> things you need to know about like, Russian trolls. <laughs> 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 top top ten things we learned from <laughs> the the document that we stole from Russia. <laughs> right? <Like it> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so I got a, I got a, I got an offer this week to write a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Forbes Books. Oh, wow. And it's a weird. That sounds legit, dude. You're gonna like this. So, like okay. I get an email saying, "Congratulations, uh, you know, on being such an important person." <laughs> you, you <laughs> we want to we want to decide whether you actually are important. We have this test that you can take to decide whether you're an expert at something. And uh, and then if you're an expert, you can write a book. I was like, "Oh, okay." So I go to the site and I look, and like they want me to take a test, and it doesn't tell me what I'm an expert in. It just says like, "Are you an expert?" right and you could take the test and decide whether you're an expert mm-hmm. so I don't take the test I send them a book I send them a, a it's for the scaling solution song right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they heard that right that like, was what it was yeah so like I send them an email <laughs> and I'm like I I have a, I have a book idea that I would love to, to write okay and it's very simple I would love to write an economics uh, textbook teaching like finance to high school students like high school graduates oh, not okay. a textbook but, like a simple to read like simple finance for high school students I don't know that I'm the one to write it I just think it's uh, something that should exist so I send that little like Hey, here's my off-the-wall idea. So I get a call the next day from them, mm-hmm. and a guy a guy gets on the phone with me, and he goes, "Hey, I got your quiz. Congratulations, you are an expert." Oh, wow. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert in what? Uh, uh, and he looks, oh, I guess you didn't take the quiz. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this is very clearly a sales funnel. That yeah. They got you in. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so what is this? <laughs> like, what is this? I go, oh, I'm from Forbes Books. I'm like, oh, okay. So Forbes Books, what what's your deal? Forbes Books, I said, are you, are you, like, selling to authors and then they publish their own books? Oh, no, 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 no. We're a legitimate, like, publishing company. We don't do that. We, like, we, you know, like, we publish legitimate books. So, like, he puts me on with, like, a guy who, like, apparently is the one who cares about, like, finance for high schoolers. He, like, they tell me that there's, like, a very specific person that, like, you know, specializes and loves that very specific issue. So, like, I'm I sure. get on with them and I, like, start talking. And I find out that, like, the way it works is this. If you want to write a book, you send them, you send Forbes books like your synopsis, like what your plan is for this book. And then you okay. pay them $30,000 and they find you, <laughs> they find you a ghostwriter who will write the book for you. And then uh, you've then written a book. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, use it, you sign it at conferences. So, 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 <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah, that's like how it works. That's how that industry works. Like that, yeah. That's how you, you that's write a book these That's days. how every CEO you know who never had time to write a book wrote a book. Right, he. I've always wondered this, and I was like, "How the fuck did that guy find time to write a goddamn book?" And it's this way: you don't even have to write the whole thing. You don't, you don't have, have to write, write any of it. it. That's right. You that's just r- I mean, like, here is my idea. Here is my name, and they 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 have somebody that right. writes it for you. Like I know people that like wrote is, like Donald Remsfeld's, uh autobiography, right? Like I know okay. the, I know some of the ghostwriters for that, or like uh, some like people that were like approached to write like Sarah Palin's autobiography or, bio- or like autobiography, like. These these ghostwriters things are just like it's the way it works now. So I don't think like anybody writes their own their own book Why at this you? point. Even the one about your own life, right? Your, your autobiography is probably written by it's written else. by someone else. Well, I always thought that when you see like a book being written by like I don't know Donald Trump or or that's a a good example. But even like no Milo Donald Trump or. is an, a phenomenal example actually. Well, it, it is, but like even the art of the deal was not written by Donald at all. <laughs> well, after this, I'm very sure so so at all. yeah no no there's a, there's actually a great New Yorker article on the guy who wrote it. Okay. Um, He regrets it greatly. He talks about his experience. (laughs) He he talks about his experience with with like writing the Art of the Deal, Uh and he's like he like says basically that like Donald Trump nearly like like would have these like rampages, get really angry at him, like nearly like nearly stopped the book writing process numerous times. He couldn't get Donald to like sit still long enough to like um, actually get information from him. Uh, a lot of like the stories in it are kind of like pseudo like made up. yeah um like that he didn't really think very highly <laughs> of like Trump's like ability to make deals, like stuff like that. It's very funny. He wrote this it, you should you should read it if you can. It's in The New Yorker. Absolutely hilarious piece. I was like completely befuddled and like surprised. But like even yeah, the art of the deal was it was completely written by Ghostwriter. Th- I' always in my mind, I thought the person who is behind this book sits down with the uh, a writer and they kind of, like, talk Do about it together. together. No. Yeah. Like, not really. Kind of, like, 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 like a little bit. Like paired bit. programming or something. It's, it's more like a journalist. It's more so like, a journalist will, like, follow you around and, like, uh, oftentimes, like, write, you know, write, you know. Well, I thought that maybe, too. Like, the guy sits with, with, with Donald Trump and... Or, yeah, I mean, like, like sure. And they, and they kind of write together. But but how this is being made out to be is, like, here's the idea, here's the summary. Call me if you have any questions. The guy goes off and just writes it. And, like, you never... And then all of a sudden you have a book... And you probably don't even have to read it, and all of a sudden it's like being published everywhere. <laughs> well, I think that was, I mean, like, like for example, there, there's a, like, uh, there is a different position that like some, like that certain important people do have. They have like historians, like right, the, the yeah. sort of the keepers of the history, who like literally follow them around and like biograph their life as it's happening. On people that are like quasi important, and I think, I think that was like Petreius, Petra, uh, Petraeus cheat on his wife with his historian, like uh, it was oh. someone like that. Ooh. But like, yeah, like the th- these like the the follow around like these politicians or like I, I see I see I see banging the historian like a like a like a library uh, <laughs> librarian type right like she's like a hot chick with like glasses and like she's like nerdy but like you know cute
0: there's right pa-
1: there's probably a lot of porn you that. That there's right. like a, like you could have been an an innovative porn, porn maker there there's, uh, there's it's porn it's for all of that <laughs> shit. But that think that's, so? that's, 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 that's that a good that thing. Like like yeah, she's like writing about your life. You're like an important person. Like, she's like I, I think I Tell think Tell me c- more about how you <laughs> how you made how you made that deal come together? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so like I, you know what I, I think it's I think it's amazing though. Like I think there's so much lying and like writing nowadays. It's just a, like I don't know if this has always been the case, but it's funny to me that there's a special class of people that we call writers, and then and and you take their writing and you put someone else's name on it as like an author. Yeah, and like somehow as like a culture, we we find that acceptable. It just blows my mind. Was yeah. Harry Potter ghost written? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, like, right, like. Did she did she write that book, or did she just like? I don't know. Or, or, I don't even know uh, anymore. Like, 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 it's one thing to write a book. Like, um, I don't know. Like, a, like a nonfiction. Like, I'm gonna tell you about a topic book. Right. But if I was gonna go write a fiction book. It, and my name's on it because it, I, just, it just makes me think that like good authorship is like largely dead. Like who's like the Tom Clancy? Yeah. Like did he write any of those books? Yeah, I think he How definitely did actually. Okay. Well but like a, a Tom Clancy like <laughs> I think John I, I think John Grishams are like often like accused of like being written by like committee and stuff though. So like there's there like Hardy Boys was a committee written book, which means Nancy Drew was a committee of to like, 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 like on like my, what, my thoughts okay. were that these were supposed to be anomalies, like these like committee written books, but apparently they're just like everyone's book is written by committee. Huh. So th- that blew my mind. I just like I couldn't believe well, that. Well, the ghostwriting thing is also kind of like, well, why why wouldn't we live in a world where like you outsource your writing? It makes perfect like sense. Else. I get it. Like like, like why not weird. have Indians write your books? Yeah, I just like, was, <laughs> I just because like if you if you that well, was part of their pitch, by the way, they're like, you can go to one of those cheap companies that'll do that for you. <laughs> it's probably two thousand dollars to get a whole book written. They're gonna—they're ha- gonna use a Filipino or like an, an Indian, and I'm sitting there <laughs> like, I, God, you know what I want is I want a bad English speaker to like write my <laughs> like write it for me, like some like Venezuelan or like Argentinian who's like ninety like ninety percent English. Yeah, like uh, like oh Trump's wife. Oh yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Melania Trump, like Mel- is, like I would like Melania Trump to write my biography, like just like she really. <laughs> I <laughs> like but like like someone someone who's like it, like broken english I would like that that is who I would hire. Yeah. I'd pay them 150 bucks and I would I would tell them what I want and just like see what comes out and then I publish it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk it all about market Right. And I pay them in bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, Just to, you know, bring it all around. Okay, I think that's <laughs> That'd be oh, great. last thing. Uh-huh. JFK, the JFK files apparently are going to be released in the next couple of weeks if well, if the government doesn't have an objection. Right, which has been a known thing, but Trump's tweeted out saying he's not going to object to it. Why Why would you? Yeah, like everyone wants to know he what's want, in those he things. He wants it to come out. Speaking so like, of conspiracies. <laughs> so like, I don't know what to make of that, but I, I can't I wait, wait for anywhere to to these And like that, that seems kind of like fun. Well, I mean, it's going to be funny because like, I think that you're going to find a whole lot of nothing, but. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find that there was, like, more Cuba involvement or something like that. Like, one thing that confirms, like, one part of the conspiracy, um, just something weird, but, like, I'm, I'm a little bit excited. I would, I would With all of the, like, conspirati- conspiracizing that has happened with those things over the last, like, mm-hmm. 50 years, I cannot wait to see, to like, see what happens it. when these things come out yeah it'll be amazing it's funny it's also like why wouldn't he want that because like it's just going to distract you like further it's going to become more of a thing like it's right a, it's a, like good, just it's like a absolutely. good like it's a good like absolutely let's, let's like, let get, let's get caught, that. Let's caught let's get caught up in this jfk shit look at that. For like, yeah like like look. Yeah. he was a pretty bad guy he peed on women too yeah no, i'm just no <laughs> nah, that was a joke guys okay was that was um, that was jackie Nass's that was, that, was that blood shoes guard oh, Yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, j- 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 so what's, c- what's that conspiracy? No, no. Another. No, I was. I was trying to make a. Oh, gross. There's a. There's a yeah, comedian I called Bill Hicks who. Uh, who talks about the JFK assassination. He, he talks about how hot Jackie and is, is he is. the one? Is he? Is he she one that's over to check out JFK with his head blown off, and she's covered in blood. She looks really hot in that dress. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Um. But uh. Yeah, she was kind of cute. I like Bill Hicks. I, I know who that is. Oh, did you know this? There's a nude picture of Jackie somewhere. Did you know that? You can see Jackie Kennedy naked. I swear to God, I I didn't know about really? this until that long ago. Um, because she goes by Jackie Anonymous, actually. Yeah, she does. Hold on. Well, is she still alive? Is she? Uh, she I don't think she is. Did, I think she's dead. She's dead. gotta be dead. Yeah, she's been dead for like twenty years. She picked up like number one on Google. Oh yeah. You showing she it to me? Is yeah. This like this is like that, that's this is legit. Oh, the, oh, gay porn again. Nope. Well, that's great. That that's actually no, no so this, like is, this is com- someone photographed her from like a distance. From, like yeah, she was like on like a news right. beach or something. This well, was like, there this go. was like in the 70s. This was like. A decade Everybody, after. Did. yeah. There you go. All but, right, uh, but yeah. How about that? That's uh. Just well, if you want, so- if you want, some- if you want something to fap to after you've listened to this show, watch. It. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> she, you I, can I gotta go say, see a she was blurry pics, like very like poor image quality. I never, I never found her super pretty, but like she, you know, I don't, I don't whatever. Know. What's that? I don't know. You're not into her. All right, I, I can't, I can't like picture her aside from like being like that picture right there. Yeah. With, well, there you, you go. <laughs> I see, I see, I see brown hair Is and that, bush. Yeah, that's the. That's that's my image that's, of Jackie. You like her? You think like, she's very pretty? Oh, there we go. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that's all you see in women, Sean. You don't even like. Oh my God! You look at a woman, you're like, ah, brown hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. And with that, Sean, where can people find you? They can find me at uh, on Cam Four under the name of King David. You're performing, I hope. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can find me on uh, Junseth on, where, where do I, De- Telegram? On Telegram. Junseth on Twitter. Twi- tweeter. Uh, Junseth, everywhere there is a Junseth. And I encourage you to take, play, uh, t- take, uh, take a little bit of the Junseth into your own home. Uh, become a Junseth wherever there is not a Junseth. Uh, take all my usernames. Make it difficult for me to register for websites. <laughs> <laughs> this is Junseth, chunking up the Deuce of the South, the masses end to go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us. Sassamanusa